All right. We are back. I'm back. Yeah, I'm saying we as a trio. It's true. I feel like we did like one show together all year last year. No, we no, more? we did. We did a run. We had a run. Do we even have broadcast together? No, we didn't have any broadcast together last, last season either. We no, just we, we both did play by play. Yeah, we we had a, we had a running of shows together. There was uh, January. It was uh, I wasn't really there. It was you and Iggy. And when I came back, it was you and I. But then you went away to Hawaii for a few weeks. And you came back, and it was you and I. Okay. And then, it was and then I dipped for a little bit. You dipped, and then I had fasting coming along, and so I missed the last couple of shows. So we had our run. We had our run. But we're back. We're back. We're back. Power to us. You're back. PZ's back. Eagles back. I'm back. Week two is uh, almost wrapped up with this unorthodox show being uh, on a Wednesday with the sh- season week wrapping up on a Thursday. Oh, oh yeah, PZ, in case you missed last week's show, because some of our executive team does. Uh, I didn't know. I watched, I watched it. I sent my notes even. Remember? Yeah. Yes, yes I know. You don't have to believe it. In the I wasn't digging you. <laughs> don't worry. Exactly. Uh, the games of the week we're going to do for the following week, not the Thursday games. Yeah. So if you wanted to know what we think is going to happen today, because today is tomorrow, if you know what I mean, uh, go check out last week's episode and see what Iggy thought of your team. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so let's just dive into it. Some announcements. Well, wait, 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 wait. Yes. Yes. Because I'm, I'm a little late today. And I've been, I've been making an effort to try and be early and on time. In the last couple of years or so. Also, who are you? I'm Peace. We said it though. No, but you know what? It's a new audience. <laughs> I wasn't here for the new audience, many which play in Divi. I'm the guy who wrote the psychotic article you read this weekend. Um, I don't write many articles anymore. Um, Jerome Hovington will be taking my place. Um, but I didn't, hadn't hired him yet, and I'm the media director, and as such, it fell on my lap to do the work that I didn't find someone to do yet. Uh, so I did it. Um, and I'm often on the show with Mo, but I wasn't here last week, so I am here. You're um, back. But I'm late, and the reason I'm late, um, <laughs> Mo, for the people that don't know me super well, yes, and you're you're the opposite end. You're someone who knows me very, 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 very well. well. You, yes. you spoke at my wedding. Like you're, we're really good friends, right? Like we've known <laughs> each other a long time, yeah. over a decade, right? Yeah, um, pretty much. Approaching, we're approaching that. We need a ten a- tenth anniversary like logo. I'm, I think it's more than ten years. I've been on the show ten years, so we've known each other ten years. Yeah. Well, we, need, we need, you know, they approach you to do like the fortieth anniversary. We need like a tenth anniversary logo. Yeah, like a patch. What's your brother to do that for us? Like a cool anniversary patch logo for us. Um, yeah, he can do that. No problem for sure. For sure, just gotta pay him. Um, but so Robert. how? In in like the the pantheon of things about me, about like who I am as a person. How early does Pease doesn't like to drive come up, right? Like, like that's. Uh, winter, I feel it's a fairly known thing about yeah, me, right? Winter, you, you know, you, once you usually Uber it, you mostly Uber it. Yeah, winter, I sometimes walk here when it's nice. Yeah, yeah. When it's spring, you tend to walk once in a while if it's nice. You're absolutely right from work to here, which is about a forty-five minute walk. No, like an hour or ten. Oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice, nice little same walk, thing. a nice stroll, nice six thousand step walk, right? Yeah, there. Um, but um, so I'm reminded. Every time I drive here, why I don't like to drive here. There are three ways for me to get here from my home. Because I didn't come from work. I came from home today. Um, but I love three ways. <laughs> so do I, except this On one. On the phone? <laughs> except this one. I got rerouted to each of the ways to get here because there was road work in all of them. And I was like, how am I supposed to get to, to our location? Are we the only city in North America with worse traffic in the summer no, 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 than no, in the no, winter. No, 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 no. I'm going to end this conversation now, and we're going to move on to the next topic. Okay, so I was in Toronto two weeks ago. 
Toronto's better. Toronto's better. I'm sorry. No, Toronto's no, better. I'm going to tell you what happened. Okay. <laughs> but you, because under Garden Rate, I, it, it's terrible. But once you're in the city, it's not as bad as this. Oh, no, no, no. So I was in Oakville. And I had to go to Okay, Stone. you're not in the city. That's not Toronto. No, but I had to go Conversation to concluded. You can be in Laval and, and South Shore. You don't matter as people. But hold on. If I'll you're in Oakville, you're not a person. I, I had to go from Oakville to Scarborough. Where, where Damn, oh, my God. Why? <laughs> That's where TS is located, right? It's yeah, it's terrible. It's true. But why are you in Oakville for it? That's where my family lives. So oh, excuse me. It's not Richmond Hill, Eagle. Yeah, it's not Forest Hill here, Eagle. Uh, it's so, not Brampton either. So, so I, I call one of my guys at TSN. I go, what time do you think I should leave to get to the studio for five? He goes, 3.30. I go, excuse me? He goes, yeah. Trust me. You taking the 401? I go, yeah. 3.30. A.M. or P.M.? P.M. So I leave. Yeah, that's I leave, reasonable, actually. I leave around 3.40, right? It was pissing rain. And I'm going through, taking the highways, whatever. I get to the 401. And the next you know, it goes, um, estimated time to reach your destination, 6 p.m. I go, what the bleep is going on here? What? what 6 p.m.? Rolling, rolling, rolling. Construction going on. The 401, which is normally a six-lane highway, was down to a one-lane highway. Yeah, but that, okay. That's, that's, but that's two that's, hours. It took but me that's two and a half so, hours. So in Toronto, all the highways go around, like, Around the city because yeah, it's, right. it's a normal city yeah, instead right. of all the highways running through, through the, the middle city. of the city, the city. which is a terrible idea for from Metropolis. But uh, once you're in like like the core city of Toronto, unless like there's a, like you're you're in city center and there's a concert or or a, or a Blue Jays game or Raptors game, unless there's an event, there's very rarely traffic within the city. Getting in and out of the city sucks. That's a thousand percent. We all know that. But within the city limits, like Eagle, there's. It's all boulevards and roads to get here from my from my house to to here, right? Like it's, I guess I could take the highway, but it's a giant detour. Yeah, the the highway would be a detour, and even if you were to, you'd still need to light your way to get to this spot, right? Yeah, exactly. Like so there's no direct route. No, there's no direct route. And then I got rerouted in all three of them, and it feels like there's no general planning. Like it's like the 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 three road crews are different crows that, crow crews uh, road crews that. Didn't speak to each other in advance. Of each other. Well, yeah. remember a few years ago when they were doing construction downtown, they literally had like Rene Levesque, Mizanov, and Catherine and Sherbrooke all in construction all at the same yeah, time. And yeah, it was like, course. I literally can't go east-west in this fucking city anymore. Yeah, go north-south. <laughs> yeah. North-south. Anyway, that's our traffic uh, frustration for the week. Um, so with, uh, we we missed the traffic reports, Mo, by the way. Yeah, I know. I've well, it's also, by the way, since it is a reminder, though, and, and do to pay attention to Mokan's traffic updates yeah. when he does provide them specifically from, from his house. Mokan's from benefits. his house to where the field he's working at. <laughs> Mokan's benefits. <laughs> but uh, but honestly, do try and leave a little early for your games, especially if you're playing in the South Shore. If you live in the East End, the tunnel is an unmitigated disaster. Uh, getting to Laval is not so bad, except if you have an early game. Uh, but yeah, honestly, summertime in this city um, is pretty hard to get around, and um. Yeah. yeah it's Good. Tough. Try try and leave early enough for your game. Summertime yeah. and the driving is terrible. Yep. Yep. All right. So let's just quickly here with uh, announcements and stuff. Uh, so week two is now wrapping up this week on Thursday, and week three is when the uniform uh, policy will kick in. So please have your numbers on your shirt properly visible and approved in terms of what you have to do. No tape. No markered. And whatever else, just have a proper number on. Uh, pictures that's still going to go on, I believe. Eagle, like I know we did some this week. It started this week. Hopefully, we'll have it wrapped up by next week. Yep. I hope. And then <laughs> games played. Okay, now we will remind everybody because we always get the oh, I didn't know. 
please check your team page for games played for your roster and how many play games have been played by your players because it always happens. We get emails saying, hey, so-and-so was there week two. Well, no. You need to know. If you see that that guy was there but wasn't given the game played, please email the league ASAP. Within a week, is it, Eags, of the game played? Is that what it is, seven days? We As soon as possible so we can have the best memories available. Yeah. But anything more than seven days, it's like, listen, I'm not going to go back check. Yeah. yeah. We just won't do it. Exactly. All right. That's it. All right. On to the division dive here. We'll uh, we'll have Matthew Zepatelli on with us from Big Fat Bats uh, a bit later on here. Uh, we'll go with Division E. Uh, prime time, new quarterback Matthew Cadigan, 34-6 win over Grand Daddy Perps. I think I did this game, by the way. Okay. I think I did this game, by the way. <laughs> That's the least interesting thing about the game is who score kept it. <laughs> you know how many games I score keep now, man? It's oblivious to me. I know, I know. It's crazy. Um, Thoughts, but though. The reason why um, I want to draw attention to it more is that um, on our YouTube uh, comments, it said that primetime we're going to be unveiling their new quarterback. Uh, they go to a dude who's been part of the roster uh, for a while, Matthew Cadigan. Oh, I did do the game, 9 a.m., Sunday morning. forgot about that. By the way, terrible idea to have games in the morning, but anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, so um, they talked about who would be the quarterback. It's a, it's, it's a, a team that has had, you know, essentially new quarterbacks almost every di- every single season. They're They're known more as a... Uh, an offensively driven team. Uh, sorry, defensively driven team. Uh, they made the playoffs as such. Uh, I mean, sorry, made the made the roadshow finals as such. Uh, but Matthew Cadigan steps in. He has a great game. It's against Granddaddy Perp, who I wrote about in my article uh, this pa- uh, past week. rugby guys. Uh, yeah, they don't yet understand the game. Uh, it's look, FPFs. Not only is flag football different from let's say rugby or even tackle football. Um, uh, I had a, I had that conversation with Mo like cast this week about how FPF is not only different from the from tackle football, but it's also drastically different from, for example, the women's division or standard flag football you see in other uh, parts of the province and other parts of the city. We we have a six on six game. It, it's very specific. So, Granddaddy Perp, if you're listening, do reach out to us. Uh, we're we're here to help. Um, Prime time, on the other hand. Wait, wait, TV timeout. Mo, you score kept this game? Yeah. Why do the Grand Lady Perp quarterbacks have 21 attempts, yet only 12 receivers are targeted? There were nine r- balls nowhere? Nowhere. Like, literally nowhere. nowhere. I Honestly, I based on week one, I believe it. Yeah. Like, I, I don't... I, I actually... They, I'll give, uh, you know, I like to rag on Mo with the rest of us, but honestly, I, I, yeah. I, I, I benefited out here. I think he's right. Yeah, it was... Uh, Christopher Young is the quarterback, and they they run like they try to run a lot of um, single back formations. <laughs> so when when I started with Punch Panda, Mo, that's yeah. what we did a lot of too. because yeah. we did there was a rugby guy on our team. A couple of us like played Madden and stuff, but that's like the extent of our football knowledge, yeah. right? Telling yeah. you, I formation is the way to go. <laughs> it's not. It's really not. Um, again, if you want help, reach out to us. Reach out to me, Iggy Eagle. We're all here to help out. Uh, we can help you score points more quickly and make the games more fun. Yeah, so there was a bit of uh, that. But you know, to, to piggyback off your point of, of Cadigan as a quarterback, uh, he was decent. I mean, yep. he, had some, he had some good throws. He's a good athlete. Good athlete. Uh, you know, I, I do like the core receiver group w- with Rosati, Murrow, and Spina. I think they uh, bring a lot of different elements. They all have different ways. One's a, is a burner. One's a good route runner. One's a good in-between-the-numbers type of catch. Uh, player, but what what makes this team better though for prime time is their defense. I know they're playing a, an apt team as it was with uh, Great Daddy Perp, but 
they can make plays on the football. And I think in this game here, it was a bit of a slow start for primetime coming out of the gates because, uh, you know, the wind was a little bit uh, heavy that morning. But in the second half, they just locked it down. They made the adjustments, which uh, GDP could not figure out. And I just think for primetime, if, if Cadigan makes that ascension, continues to move up the, the ranks here, Pease, uh, they could be decent. They could definitely be a 6-7 win team when it's all said and done. I have a question since you saw them in person. Yes. Um, Twice now, back-to-back weeks. So, Primetime's defense was not only excellent, and it is, uh, one of the reasons, one of the things that made them as good as they are in previous seasons was the incredible rushing ability of Ethan Adrian, who's no longer on the roster. But we see here Daniel Spina and Massimo Rosati uh, combining for four sacks in this game. Uh, Rosati also had a couple of PDs. So my question is, have they successfully replaced Ethan Adrian by committee? Or is it just because they played a rough team? Well, Spina actually came in to make the sack on a running play. It was one. Of oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but just so. to say, like, but like know, are, are they? Do you think when they play the better teams, will they feel the loss of Adrian, or are they are they, they confident will enough feel on the defense? loss of Adrian? I think Rosati just had the luck of the fact he was playing an inexperienced quarterback trying to figure out the FPF okay. game. But, but no discredit to their defense. I think they're, they're still a good defense. Yeah. They're, they're going to be valuable when it comes Alessio to... Alessio Murrow has been very good. Yeah. Uh, Cadigan, if he does play defense, because I, I know I know my... Well, I don't love play defense anyway, but uh, I know myself and a lot of dudes who play quarterback, when they play quarterback, need to focus and prefer not play defense. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if he's playing defense, but in the past, when he's played defense, he's been really good also. Uh, so I'm I'm curious to see. But I agree. like the That core of uh, Zerjotis, Spina... Uh, Alicia Murrow, uh, that, that's that's great to build on. And in Division E, that's a strong, strong core. That is a strong core, and I think once they get their their agenda corrected in terms of the organization and what has to be done, I think they'll be okay moving forward. So speaking of okay, Satrials, this is a team that uh, has had a bit of a meat grinder start to the year. They're zero no, two. That's not the reference. But hold you on. gotta ask what's in the meat grinder. What's in the meat grinder? Eagle, do you get the reference? Satrialis, what's in the meat grinder? I actually don't. Oh, Sopranos, they ground up a dude. Yeah, yeah, and I was going to say, I was going to make the point okay. where Christopher goes, I'm not going to eat here for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hurry up. Maybe, maybe we got we to pump the brakes before we eat a Satrialis. I know, I was going right? to say, I was going to <laughs> the chicken bring that up, though. I was going to say, I'm not going to uh, eat here for a while. My bad, my bad, my bad. I yeah, jumped the gun. two o'clock I thought in the morning. You go chop up some, I'm going to eat here for a while. My God. All right, so they lose 32-31 at Mar- in Mary Vic in a close one, um, losing to uh, cover three inches long. <laughs> what a name. I, I wrote about it in my article. I was like, I don't even get the reference. Is it like a sexual innuendo? Is it the know. coverage? I, 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 my mind goes off in too many different directions. I don't I get know. it. I know. So it's both. <laughs> yeah, but is it even either? So <laughs> are, are we surprised? I mean, they lose by one. So oh, so, so this is a team where uh, you know the some of the are are um, familiar repeat offenders, so to speak, from repeat offenders and Alessio Barazzoni and um, and Raf Morelli, uh, the Division C writer. Um, they're on this team, so they have a lot of experience on the roster to begin with. We don't know a ton about guys like Mario Palmieri or Edward uh, Eduardo Di Marzio, so I'm curious to see how they develop. But they have they've gotten off to a little bit of an auspicious start, zero and two. Yeah, for a team that does have some experience in playing in the lowest division, you'd expect them to be able to coach their guys up enough to get by a team like Covered Three Inches Long, who I expect to be. One of the weaker teams, given that Fabrice Tremblay is in his first full season as quarterback, he threw three interceptions in this game and got away with it. Yeah, you know, it, it's for for Satriales now. This is a team that, as I said before, they we know them well enough for the veterans that they have, right? But 
again, for this division that they're in, um, there's a lot of knowns because we don't know all these teams, right? That uh, that we can say, yeah, this is a, a tough team. This is a bad team. We don't know. So maybe when they do have the next game against Rapids in Laval on Thursday, this uh, next week or in 10 days from now, maybe they go one and two. But let's think about this. Though. They lost to FSU, formerly known as False Kings. Mm-hmm. That's not an easy FKU. game. FKU. FKU, False Kings uh, State University. But they could put together a run of wins here. And Wait a second. That's, that's awesome. So you're thinking – False Kings University is actually also state college. Well, yeah, False Kings. Man, like I mean, that's that's you're not getting a great education there. No, you're not, man. False Kings State University, my friend. But FKSU. I think Satriales can figure it out, though, and I think they will. I mean, 0 2, like we always talk about the dreaded 0 2 start, but you can recover. I mean, if you're 0 3, 0 4, then okay, you're in trouble yeah. of like, hey, you're not going to finish first place. But 0 2, they can still make a run and, and be a 6 7 1 team if it's all said and done for their schedule. Well, especially like week one is a. Uh, is kind of a, a wash anyway. I think the in my last, per, like on a personal level, in my last four seasons have started zero and one, and they've all been winning seasons. Yeah. So I mean, week week one does week one is a matter of time. Week two matters a little bit more, but then by week three you're starting to play real ball. Yeah, I, I think because it's also like getting back to bring your point of getting back into football shape too, because some guys have not played have not haven't played since mid March, and they're getting of back. Which year? I'm the same of, of this past so, year. Yeah, because some some dudes have you know injured fingers or egos. Yeah, exactly. You know, whatever. but but in in this case though, I think Satchelors would be okay. I think they can definitely get their run of wins here, and I think now with the way it is in this playoff format, again with how it's going to play out, they're probably a middle of the pack team, and that whole sequence of the playoff format will will unveil. Yeah, just uh, we'll see how how the the less experienced players on this roster develop over the season, right? Because yeah. that's that's going to be the key because we we know Raf Morelli if he's rushing is the it's best defo- he's the best rusher in division if he's rushing. Devastating. Um I, he had an in- disgusting interception against me in division C uh where I threw it not thinking he could get there and he made a great play, right? So like he's he's that level of athlete. Uh Alessandro Barazzoni can not only uh be effective as a receiver, as a defender, but also lend an ear in the quarter in, in the huddle and and offer solutions to quarterback who doesn't have experience. So right. um, that's that's going to be those are the parts of the team we're sure about. And mm-hmm. now we're going to see how that translates for everyone else. So for only flags, George Spano, uh, the quarterback played. I mean, they got a huge game against MKFT, who I saw play earlier this week. And I think they look really good MKFT in terms of their format and what they have. We here. still allow that team name, huh? All right, cool. Yeah, we did. We did. Um, so our our thoughts on Spano being the quarterback for Oni Flags. Well, Spano reached out to me before the season. He asked for a couple of pointers because he'd be throwing again. He's the he played on a team that, in my estimation, one of the greatest names in FPF history, Dawson's, Dawson's Calf's finest. Uh, I just loved it. I thought it was a cool name. Uh, but George reached out to me. Uh, he wants to improve. And I thought when I first saw the roster, I was like, I remembered him from when he played. He didn't play a ton of quarterback, but I remember watching him play. I was like, oh, this guy has a lot of ability. And I think if he commits to playing the position, he's going to get really good really quickly. I think um, as a quarterback of only flags, uh, that's going to serve them best. They were part of that disgusting 2-2 tie to start the season, which I went on a rant about in my article. But actually, it wasn't me. It was in the voice of Stephen A. Smith, to be fair. Uh, But... In all honesty, uh, watching, having, having seen him play, and, and, and knowing a little bit about the team, he couldn't. He wasn't well. He wasn't like doing well week one, like physically. So he didn't feel up to throwing. Um, so he just sort of played on the periphery, it seems. But um, he 
he is back. He's going to be the quarterback for the entire season, as far as I know. And look, first game, 100.2 QBR. Right. Right. Like that's first game after not having played in a while. That's a great sign. Uh, they beat Pasta de Biat, another well-named team. Well, if you like spicy pasta, Pasta de Biat is your way to go. Well, and here's the thing. Like, Mickey FT's got a really good defense. And this will be a real test to see how he will stack up against a very good defense. That already has three INTs and a bleep load of PDs. Hey. He's part. He's part of the twelve yard hooks family now. Yeah, so I, I think we'll see. Got, we'll see how that goes. Uh, question is, how patient will he be? Yeah, and, and that's that's all. That's the the key. The most important part of the position is exactly that: is is being patient, going through your reads. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about some of the quarterbacks in this uh, league uh, who look great, but are going to struggle with that against some of the better teams. Yeah. Um, I think Spano has that within his tools chest, though. Right. Eags, uh, what's the plan here? Are we going to have Zeptelli now? We're going to wait a few more minutes. We do it when we're ready. Okay, we'll, have, we'll do the women's first, then we'll have Zeb tell you. Yes, sir. Yeah, so exactly. Quickly before we go to women's here, uh, Pees, right now we have six teams at 2-0, and or sorry, I beg your pardon, eight teams at 1-0 or better, but mostly for the teams that play multiple games. There's six who are 2-0 and or better. Um, are we starting to see a separation of the best within the rest of the division, division of E moving forward? <laughs> yes, well, well asked. <laughs> well, well learned question. I, I, I know what you mean, though. I know what you mean. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Look, Hale Marty's is already 3 0. Um, so, <laughs> hell of a start to the season. And who's in second place? Uh, who day? Uh-uh. Say it properly, please. Because it's capital letters. Who day? Who? Oh, sorry. I thought you were say who day? Eh? No, who day? <laughs> who day? Who day? Who day? Um, yeah, the, the, the Ginger Sounds is back, Town Gatehouse. Um, Six points allowed so far. Yeah, no, they're looking good. The the thing is, this is what you kind of expect in Division E. We don't know a lot about the division when the season starts. We don't um, we don't know enough about who's going to be good, who's going to be bad. So we tend to see the cream rise really quickly. It's like if you leave the cream out at room temperature for too long and then it curdles. That's yeah. what Division E turns into. Uh, but the playoff format's going to be interesting. So stay tuned when we unveil that later in the season. Exactly. All right, on to women's and uh, look, I've. I've I've been blessed now to scorekeep a lot more women's games than in, in years past because they're now they're playing at different fields, which is great because it yes. helps it helps it for the scorekeeper. Thank you, time. thank you, <laughs> Sch- yeah. schedule making gods, because now we can actually watch them. And also, other teams can play at the uh, Complex Montreal, which a lot of teams really like. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, of its no, locations sure. being really central, um, and and you know. For those of us who work very close to it, it's very nice to play games there. Exactly. Before we get to the Rock uh, question in this division here, um, I will continue to throw praise towards the Blue Thunder. They are taking the steps. Pease, you and I, we spoke about this in the winter season because, you know, Kevin Luban said it to me before that it's a, it's a team that we're trying to build up towards next winter to be the team to beat in their division, whichever one they go, probably women's too, right? Yeah. And they're just taking steps this year. I saw them play week one. They were phenomenal. Week two, they dismantled their opponent. They're two and zero here, Pease. and in women's division, they dismantled their opponent in week one. Oh, in week one, I thought yeah. you, the way you phrased that, you made it seem like it happened in week two, and I was like, it was seven six, Mo. No, no, no. Game you watched. It was it. a seven six dismantling, though. <laughs> yeah. And also, week Crush. one, thirty four thirty is not exactly a dismantling. Listen, they're dismantling their teams, uh, their it opponents in close games. Two score game. What are they score. dismantling? Was, IKEA it furniture. Was, it was this, it was a two score game. But they have all these pieces left. Yeah. Well, what would we do with pieces? But anyway, um, even the seven six game though, this team is maturing before our eyes, and I believe that they are probably going to be one of the favorites, if not in that top half of that division, where they could be a championship team when we play the finals on August sixth, August seventh. 
Blue, so if, if I'm understanding correctly, uh, I just want to clarify before I go forward and then make an ass of myself in the women's division as has happened in the past. Um, this, is the Caval- this is the Cavaliers. That's right, the Chaplin right? Cavaliers. Yeah, I thought so. I thought Kevin so. Kevin Lubez coaching them, but what he's doing, though, is that he's doing it from afar. He's not on the sidelines coaching them up. He's allowing them to kind of figure it out. That's good. Yo, Kev, Kev is... As great a player as he's been in FPF, he's amongst the best coaches and leaders there are in the league, and that's part of the, that's one of the reasons. And but I don't want to make it too much about him because this is the women's division. Yeah, they're the ones on the field; they're the ones doing it. But if you remember, Mo, they 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 ran with two quarterbacks in, in winter. Um, it looks like now uh, Julie Beauvais is going to be the quarterback. Honestly, six and three. There are more interceptions in the women's game. You want her to be closer to three and one, three to one rather than two to one. Yeah. Uh, but She's gotten away with it. So they're 2-0 given that. I know they destroyed, they dismantled their opponents by a combined five points in two weeks. But um, the thing is, is that I I think that as she improves, because I do expect her to improve as the season goes on, because now she's going to be getting the reps. uh, She's going to be getting familiarity with Chloe Simal, with uh, Mary Sanescu, um, and so on and so forth. Like, those players uh, are going to be key. And we, we see sort of like... The, the Kevin Lubin imprint in, the, in, in, a, in a way. You have sort of volume receiver uh, in, in, in Mary Stanescu and uh, Chloe Simard, who yet hasn't yet to sort of break loose with some big plays, but uh, her and Daniela Escobar are sort of the, the playmakers. Um, and I, I, I think that is an, an excellent core within this division um, if, if they can just limit the errors, limit yeah, the mistakes. I, I think, and also Wildcats, um, they're the best team right now, 2-0 in that division. Um, they, they're tough, Wildcats. Uh, they'll, they'll play Blue Thunder actually in Week 10, which could very well be uh, for, the champ, for the division title for number one seed here. But Wildcats, I am impressed by what they have, though. I like them in winter, too. Yeah. Wildcats are, were fun. Um, I, by the way, I don't know how you feel about this, but I, th- I think that once teams, like franchises have a team name in women's because of their affinity often to uh, CJ School, University, yeah, they right. should be locked like to that franchise. You know what I mean? Right. Like you shouldn't, there shouldn't be allowed to be another Wildcats. Like it will, or maybe like it has to be also from that school or, or yeah. whatever that is. You right. know, like I, I kind of like Red Nation laying out and not taking the Cheetahs, Cheetahs. moniker, like because it allows for. Uh, you know, VC Cubs eventually be the Cheetahs or whatever it is, right? Yeah, exactly. The TBT, right? The, the basketball tournament where they where the schools come from. They go Bayhams Army for Syracuse yeah. Orange type yeah. of thing. I, I, that would be that would be cool. Like, uh, you know, I, I'd be curious to get their opinion as to whether or not they would like that because obviously it's it's their yeah. division. But um, I th- I think that would be cool. Uh, but yeah, I I think to me Wildcats are are the the favorite. They got so good so quickly in the middle of last season. Like I left for Hawaii, I came back and they were a different team. They, they had like a growth spurt, you know, of, of success. But I, it's wild. Fifteen points a game so far. They're looking great. Yeah, and they, they did it with five players against Bits on uh, Tuesday in Brossard. And yeah. Bit Bits Bits got some decent players. They, they got Maria Manseri, who's a really good player, who I think uh, is something to watch out for on this roster. But look at look at the depth though for for Wildcats. Tamara Journal, Virginie Journal, and and Josie. But they only had five. That's yeah, the but crazy but part. The, but they're, if those three players are three of your five, yeah. you have three of the best players in the women's division. One hundred percent. And and you know what? For a while though, Bit had the lead. Like it yeah. took it took a Wildcats a little bit longer to get going in this football game. But I, I this thing right now for women's two, it is Blue Thunder and Wildcats that are head and heels above everyone else in this division. I think they'll run away with it. I think they will be 
in that conversation for the final four, if not the final two. Is Wildcats you mean? Wildcats yeah. in, in uh, a Blue Thunder. Well, so, yeah, like I said, look, Josie Martin, just herself, had 15 touchdowns in the winter season. You're right. And Tamar Jonot is, of course, a name we were familiar with heading into last season. Uh, so Josiane made her mark in both uh, co-ed with Free Smoke and in the women's w- with right. Wildcats. Uh, the, the, te- the team's really, really good. They're, to me, borderline a touch too good to be in this in this uh, division. Yeah, I know the the score was close, but they're a team who is led largely by their defense. They they play stout defense and they're effective enough on offense. So advice for Supernova: uh, They've had a weird start to the year. They won eight nothing. They got ripped apart uh, by WOS. Um, well, but okay, like most WOS teams are going to get. Ripped I know, apart but by it's WOS. the weird start because they had an eight nothing win and they get ripped. So, do we have any words of advice for Supernova in adapting to the FPF game in terms of making sure they don't lose the confidence after what happened with WOS against them? Um, well, <laughs> in games where you're playing against the top-tier teams um, or women's one, um, basically eat as much clock as you can um, and don't force things on late downs. And uh, basically that's going to be the key because turnovers, g- turnovers are the linchpin in the women's game because – uh, if you get a turnover on downs, the other team takes over from the starting point in the field. Uh, but if you get a pick, it's at the line, at, at the, yeah, the new ball. line of scrimmage defined yeah. by the turnover. So if you can at least limit the errors and force the other team to march. But that said, dude, like Florence Perot, she threw two interceptions. It's not terrible for yeah. women's right. It's the problem is she only had three completions. Right. And uh, I I wasn't there for that game. I imagine WS was able to just play shadow coverage the entire time. And and just have the better athletes. Yeah, I just I just think that for Supernova, um, they might probably fall a notch too. I think Red Nation will jump them, and and again, Red Nation does not have Allison Sobel for the foreseeable future. She's at Alouette's training camp as we speak, so she won't be back till early June at the earliest. So I think Supernova might be in that conversation of five, six, seven, eight. And right now, you look at it this way, Pease, Right, you have four teams at zero and two at this point of the year. It will shape itself up where teams will win their games. It's going to happen at some point. But if you're Supernova, if you put together some uh, some a run of wins here to kind of give you some credit, some gloss, yeah. I think that's going to help you in terms of, hey, you are going to secure a playoff spot moving forward. So the big game this week coming up is in the Division One part of women's. WOS against Sub-Zero. So I've seen WOS play already. They're masterful. They're box office. They are a fun team to watch on the on the football field. I love their offense uh, piece and how they just will throw it and just do like a run and shoot type of offense here. This is run and shoot is more of a freeze kick or maybe a freeze slam. Yeah, and maybe a spine rip, perhaps because right? it is sub zero. It is, but in the world of Mortal Kombat, with these two teams playing each other. Um, it's literally splitting hairs. I think both are yeah. phenomenal, and I just don't know who has the edge in this game. So what's interesting is a lot of the school teams don't play in the spring season. Yeah. Um, so what it does is create this opportunity for these other teams to take uh, um, a stab at winning the top division, right? Right. And this season, that's what we had with WS, and, and we've talked a little bit about WS already. But Sub-Zero, to me, is every bit as good. Um, obviously, they don't. They've allowed slightly more points, but they've only allowed two scores in each of their games. Um, 
I think Sub Zero, led by Mode Like Us, playing in women's, like we've seen her, and we talk about we'll talk about her playing in co-ed and men's as well. Uh, we've seen some struggles playing in those divisions, but those divisions, we talked about at the top of the show, it's different from playing in this division, and, and Mode Like Us is a master in this division, mm-hmm. um, and so. I'm curious to see uh, how a team with Mode Like Us and Sarah Parker on the same roster, uh, each of them playing a game. I don't even know. I don't have the 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 background knowledge to know who's the full time quarterback of the team. But like, you can't go wrong with two of the best women in the province playing <laughs> quarterback at your at your at your school. Uh, sorry, at your it's like at Steve your Young at your Joe team. Montana for those who are '80s football fans. Yeah, and then you have you know Laurence Pomprien, Lorraine Beauchamp on this team. Tamara Jono, we've talked about Jasmine Farmer. Like it's it, it's not one of the school teams per se, but it's a lot of the stars from. It's that a super division. team. Yeah, it's a super team that's playing against uh, a WS roster that is is good and young in certain positions. But I, it's going to be a good test for the WS because if they're able to pull off a win like this over Sub Zero, it just gives them that that belief uh, piece that they could be. They'll play them again at the end of the year on July 9th. But he gives them that belief that, yeah, we can compete with this team and maybe win. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm curious if, uh, because what's interesting is, you know, Parker and like Ass played for uh, Sub-Zero, but WOS has had Adrienne Calhoun and, uh, oh, I just saw it, my page is struggling to load, uh, and Emmanuel Bronsard. Emmanuel Bronsard sort of grew on the scene and for, for the FPF faithful yeah. last season. Um, she's great, by the she's way. She's great, and like, man, couldn't these four quarterbacks have made four teams, <laughs> and we'd had this this epic division with four like off. like you know rock star teams slugging it out, you know? Uh, but look, either way, you have two teams where we're on our end anyway. I, I mean, we could do some reporting. Uh, I can check in to see who is expected to see be the quarterbacks for the season. Then we'll we'll see that as the rest of the season checks out. Yeah. But man, you really can't go wrong. <laughs> If this is if these are the the, the four quarterbacks available for yeah, these two teams, right? For sure, maybe maybe in the winter it happens, right? We get back to that uh, wealth over there. We but will. That, uh, we we know that we will. exactly. But it's, again, I think so far the women's game has been great, um, and it's going to get better. Like the Petit Miet's zero two right now. You know, this is a team that I have high respect for. I watched I scored a couple of the games last season, and I just think that. They'll figure it out, but zero and two is a bit of a surprise because I thought they would have been at least one and one at this point in the year. So yeah, a lot to look forward to. Uh, we'll have Matthew Jepteliyan next, Eagle, as we dive into Division D uh, here on Calling the Audible. And uh, for those who don't know, that's the voice of PZ over there. Hi, how's it going? I'm the voice Eagle of PZ. Eagle is uh, on his phone playing Warcraft of some sort. No, I'm getting in contact with Matthew so we can call him. But you can start with the first topic. Yes, we will. We will. Okay. Um, can they hear the dial tone? Excellent. Perfect. I know. I have to ask every time. Perfect. Excellent. Okay, uh, before we get to Zeptelli here, um, I watched a Hunsik play uh, in Division D. Mm-hmm. They have a stud. They have a stud, and I know you want to say his name because it's almost like Baltimore Orioles, his last name. Oriole Poirier, yeah. yeah. You're, you're, you're streets behind, Mo. Iggy and I have been talking about Oriole all, all season last season. I know, uh, but no, it's he's my awesome. first time I've seen him play. He's, he's really, really good. Yeah. I, I saw him play, and then Iggy recruited him immediately. Uh, the dude is great, and you know, Francois Rochette and his team also uh, being really good. Um, he's going I, to Concordia, by the way, Oriole yeah. Poirier. Yeah, yeah I, I heard that as well. 
Um, so, but th- anyway, great breaking news for the rest of the division to know. Uh, definitely, if you're playing against them, that's the dude you need to watch out for. You see, he made a play, and the reason I want to bring him up is that you know the game was out of hand against Red Dragons, who just didn't like Red Dragons had. It's weird, like they play up, they or they play down, and sorry, I beg your pardon, it's the inverse. They when they play better competition, they just don't play up to that competition. They play down to the competition. I I I've saw in Guillaume Boulanger like stressed last season when playing against good good teams. Yeah, you right. see, he puts a lot of it on himself. Yeah, and he's he's improved so much in such a short period of time. But these kind of games will happen, and that's okay. It's the honest thing, man. Like it's not failure. It's no. you're building towards success, right? Yeah. And and that this is a scenario where it's it's uniquely true. So there was a play he made, um, our boy Aurela Poirier, where it was a deep ball to his side. He's playing the he's playing the right side of the Red Dragons office. He's playing left cornerback, right? He had his back towards the play. He was like the, a yard high, a yard or so away from the guy, well, two yards away from the receiver. Ball's in the air. He without maybe he has eyes behind his 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 head. I don't know what it is, but his senses were impeccable. Ball's coming down. Guy's about to catch it. He goes up in the air and he bats it. Like he's like this. He's running and then he bats it without re- like without sense of the ball's coming next to him. He just knew. Yeah, he has a great feel for the game. He that's yeah. but that's that's the thing. That's a dude like that. That's how he ends up playing U sports, right? Yeah, because. Yeah. He he just has a natural instinct for the game. His yak, he, he could turn a five-yard hook into a thirty-five-yard touchdown. Yeah, you know it's he's 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 a treat to watch, and I think he he does a lot for this team. Justin Gauthier, already twelve touchdown passes, no ints, and his passing completion numbers are are very really really well. But it's really helped by what Poirier does for him. It makes a simple play into uh, a box office ending. Yeah. So I Look, just, honestly, I'm that's that's one of the one of the types of receivers you need in FPF is a guy who can take a drag or take a hook and take it upfield and do the damage for you. Because yeah. if it's wide open, like you don't need to be able to chuck in, you don't need to have to chuck it no. all, you know across the yard, right? No. And I asked the, one of the Hunter players, I go, "Are you guys all current?" He goes, "No, we're mixed. Like there's guys going to use sports, there's guys who are on the roster, there's guys who are former Hunter players yeah. who are all friends within that group of uh, teammates there." So I'll be curious to see how they play. I, like they're a two on one now. Um, the last close one of the big fat bats we'll have Matthew Zepatel we'll ask him about that in a couple seconds but I just think that overall it's not yet Mo yeah not yet <laughs> we'll ask him though when we have him on but I just think that they could maybe get seven wins and and be a top end seed in the playoffs here. so I'm really impressed from Hud 6 so far what they've done in the early going here well I, I gathered it was going to be a lot of the dudes who played at Hudson yeah and for sure you know the, I gathered they would be at least competent and then when I saw Oriol Aporia on, on the roster you know Mr. Baltimore himself. Yeah. You know. Mr. Cal Ripken himself. Um, speaking I'm of that. Wearing, I'm wearing the orange, right? You so are wearing the orange. We're in the uh, burnt orange. Thing it is more burnt orange, actually. So, in fact, their next point, uh, opponent for Hunsick is uh, Blitz Sisters. Mm-hmm. And we know this team very well. Molacas and the fine young team. Well, not young, but the veteran Whoa, team. Whoa, what do you mean not young? I mean, they're they're prime. They're what do prime. you mean not young, Mo? They're in their prime peak. What you doing conditions here? here? They're in the prime peak athlete conditions. They're not 18 years old here. They're they're in the prime of their seasons here. But look, the Blitz sisters are making that jump up here, and uh, I wouldn't say jump up. They're, they're they're moving into a different game than they're used to. Yes, because they're a tackle team. Who've played women's. That's right. And now playing in men's, all of which have different rules, all of which have different strategies, different dimensions. Um, Iggy and I both played against Mordecai this weekend. 
Yeah. Um, one of the things, by the way, I think it's a terrible rule that the women in the men's division have to throw a regulation ball. It makes no sense. Throw, it's stupid. Because the rule we, says we, you use your own ball. Eagle, we need to change that for future seasons, right? Like next We have that rule built into the women's and co-ed division, but not into the men's division. But but my question is, though, when, why? when it says that because you use your own can ball. I, can what? I use a junior ball? Sure. Who cares? Okay. You're still going to suck. Yeah, but, but That's fine. But it's, I, I, for me, it's all, all or nothing. Because also, like, I, I I have small hands. Like, I, I, first of all, I would still throw an F two thousand anyway. But like, why not? Why not let teams use what they want? But that's what it says. Well, we, they can use whatever they want, yeah, but it has to be an adult size ball. Okay, but for women's, that is an adult size ball. Well, no, but yes, but no. But isn't it like so? So but what's? I, I may, maybe I'm the outlier here, but for me, it's these are the rules for the men's division. Essentially, you're welcome but, to play. But I'm but saying, why is why is it a rule? Like, if we don't have a standard ball, because I don't want to give Kevin Wyeth a junior ball. I mean, okay, he won't throw it anyway. Yeah, he's not gonna. Anyway, th- that's but the that's point, the thing though. is, like, it won't. It doesn't make you better to throw a junior ball, by the way, because you're gonna throw what you're most comfortable throwing, and yeah. that's the thing that makes you best. Exactly. All right, so I, I got I had a little chit chat with Laurence Pompigon about the team and uh, making the jump up. Why they did the jump up, as you made the point before, uh, Pease. I'm really excited for this team. I I, I want to see how they do. I, I've always said that this team can win its fair share of games in the adult division, and here's their chance here. But to play one of Iggy's like division dodging teams didn't help either. No, no, exactly. But I'm, look, I'm not saying that they're gonna go nine and zero or nine zero one nine one and zero, whatever it is. But they go in four games. They go in five games, um, and they'll get a hundred this week. Which look, it's a tough game. Okay, it's yeah. not an easy game. It's it's not gonna be easy, but. I think their wealth of experience and how they have that chemistry, the rapport that they've developed for years together yeah. is going to be one of the reasons why they win. I think there, there's there's something I noticed in the, in the co-ed game that I was able to feed my defense uh, for what Mod- uh, in terms of how Mode Like Ass plays and, and um, sort of the, the way she goes through progressions right. that we were able to target. And from what I got to, from Iggy... It, he did a similar thing, not exactly, but he saw something similar. And being quarterback, he also fed that to his defense. And the thing is, is that I think that the things that work for Mode in different sports, in in women's division and in uh, and tackle, it's a good basis. But she's going to need to attack different parts of the field she's less comfortable with. That's a great challenge, though. Yeah. Right. You got. You got. In I, t- I told her, hey, you, when we did this. I, I don't. I don't want to disclose what it was because I want to see how she ad- adapts in the future weeks. But right. when when we did this, we completely abandoned this part of the field. You needed to punish us here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that uh, the the play calling will come with just playing in these dimensions, playing in uh, with different kinds of defenses. That when you're playing five on five, it's not it's not exactly the, what you see. And even when you play in coed, yeah, the types of defenses you see are not even what you see necessarily in, in the men's division. Right. So all of this stuff. There's not a more capable quarterback uh, in FPF. When I talked to her about it, about it, I was like, "You're far better than I am. I'm just more experienced at this specific game." Right. But honestly, like, like Mo's gonna get it, and then when she does, she's gonna light people up, right? Yeah. Like, and I think this game might be a tough one, but they could be three. Yeah, and two. that's a that's a rough matchup for yeah, them. Yeah, I think they could be three and two at the halfway point because they could be the turf toes who are off to a terrible start. Uh, they could be bandits who I don't trust at all. And Stalin's bandits like, are good though. So bandits inter- like they have. Uh, sorry, oh, sorry. I mean bandits are hunted. Yeah. Annoyingly, they're the same team name. Oh, but it's true, eh? but yeah. I, I think I think the the top the the first three weeks are going to be hard. 
Yeah, it, and the, I think it gets better as the season goes on. Yeah, I, I believe they'll be three and two at the halfway point. They can be. I think they will be. But I won't be surprised if they go zero and three, but then right. still end five and five, six and four. Right, right. But I, I have high hopes for them. I'm really happy for them that they made the jump up, yeah. and it's it's great. Okay, not to jump. Have that. I think it's like a, a sideways hop. But you know what this will do? It'll encourage other female teams to say, "Hey, if they can do it, we can do it." Yeah, and also um, when I was talking to Mode, was interesting is she actually went to start in Division E. Recognizing it's different, but her quarterback cap is too high. <laughs> but, and, but like, you know why? But I told her, I told her, like, she's too good to play in Division E. Also, right? Like, you, you know, know what why? I mean? Why? Because she crushed the vortex. I mean, that one time. But what happened the other time she played vortex? Oh, whatever, whatever. Listen, whatever. I don't want to hate her, Mo. It's your fault. You hate her. <laughs> uh, any update with Matthew Zappatelli? Yes, actually, he just got back to me right now, so I'm just gonna get that coordinated. I don't know if it'll be audio or video only, but we'll get. I'm, there. I'm, I'm hoping he's cogent and he didn't hit his big fat bats before the interview. Oh, that's going to be amazing. Yeah. yeah. yeah if exactly. so, I might need to take a break before we do the segment. Okay. Uh, break down uh, Le Renard, VIF. Or wh- how do we say this? VIF or VIF? What do we call these guys? I don't know who you're talking about. Uh, well, the one of the questions here is Le Renard, VIF, and the chance to do well in Division Yeah, Jesus. Sorry, I was buying time while <laughs> the page yes. loaded. Uh, uh, they're Living Foxes, I guess. Living Fox? I guess so. Um, look, th- it's a lot of. Less familiar names, right? Um, they they took on Studs or Us, who were not steadily in that game. Uh, I don't know. I don't know a ton about them. Um, I'm excited to see where they go on from this point. Um, the, I caught a little bit of their game on Sunday. Yeah. Um, I was playing at the same time, so I can only see from a distance while I wasn't involved in our game. Uh, they seem really athletic. They, uh, they took on uh, Cesaros. They took on uh, Root uh, Root Sacks. Um, Bandits are an experienced team, so even though Bandits we don't expect to be one of the top teams in the division, I'm curious to see. Also, like Bandits did kind of move down the division, so they might be better than we think. Yeah, they had Darcy Janice playing for them as well, who's uh who was almost drafted in the CFL. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> you know, but like it's you know Emil Scaff is is competent. Uh, you know, Darcy Janice, of course, like you mentioned. Um, and, like, there's Robert Yelsey. He hasn't played yet, but he's good. Sebastian Chapin is really good, too. It's a, it's a good team. Jad Aridi, of course, FPF royalty. Uh, I think I think they'll be more competitive than you think. But I think this is going to be the first step for Renavif. They're more athletic than Bandits are overall, let's say, on, on average. Right. But their ban- Bandits have more... Uh, experience, which is the thing Bandit struggled with last season, when Emil Scaff was playing against quarterbacks who were more experienced than uh, than he is. Yeah, well, I want to do a quick uh, math uh, question. Hold on here, I'm yeah, Matthew. Can I did Matthew. We could do a Matthew question if you want. Is he on or was he will on? be the moment you let me know that you're good to continue? <laughs> well, just here. just if you were to look okay. at me for just the past g- minute. Just get 30, him and he'll join the conversation. Thirty-eight percent of this division is undefeated right now. Okay, that's great. Is it good or is it bad? That 30% of the division. It's exactly factual. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Uh, we have. Oh, we're doing the ring now. We're doing hey, the ring now. Eagle, can, pe- can the people at home hear the, the dial tone? No, I muted it. Oh, you okay. Want them to hear the ring tone? No, because we can no. actually talk through it. Uh, although most struggles with that. Now everyone can hear it. Remember, Perfect. remember to get your information about duck Look and duck hair. conservation from ducks.org. Look at his hair. Matthew's up to tell Seriously, you. I'm jealous. How are we doing, fellas? Very well yourself, my friend. Not so bad, thank you. I'm hibernating in my room now, so it's all good. I, I do like, by the way, it is evening time. <laughs> Matt, 
like a gentleman put has a collared shirt on mokan i do not a gentleman no not at all man <laughs> you know come on what are we doing I dressed here? Up just for you guys we we go we go casual wednesdays here at, at, this is casual it is i'm not wearing casual. a three-piece i <laughs> uh look let's dive into it um mr zapatelli are you over the loss from the winter finals no <laughs> I actually cried myself to sleep the past three weeks, I think yeah, it is. Naturally. Yeah. And um, I'm holding Iggy personally responsible. I hate his guts. And the whole team hates his guts, actually. He's kind of like Are a villain sure? now. He's not, he's not yeah. a likable person, right? No, no, definitely not. Yeah, definitely that's... not. And the more you speak to him, the more you realize it, too. Yeah, we've, we've all had that experience. <laughs> no, no. Uh, well, I, the first question I have is, uh, when you're crying yourself to sleep, is it shakes followed by tears or tears followed by shakes? Definitely tears followed by shakes, mm. 100%. It's not it's even close. It's just the way to go. Yeah, it's the worst kind, but that's the punishment <laughs> you deserve, right? When you lose like that in the finals, like that's just the stuff you deserve, you know? So you gotta... you, maybe, maybe we should probably just fill our audience in. Can you tell us about your finals experience, exactly <laughs> what happened? Because some people would be like, what the hell's going on now? <laughs> yeah, sorry for the context. Um, so basically, we had a great season. It was amazing. All the boys were buzzing. We went 9-1 and in the regular season, and we avenged our only loss in the playoffs. And it was great. Everybody was excited. And uh, we showed up to the finals. One of our guys was one of our better players not on the team now, but he was working during the during the final. And he didn't know that until it started. And, uh, yeah, so we proceeded to play a Div D quarterback. And we got our asses handed to us, like 40 to 6. By halftime, yeah. everybody knew it was over. But it's okay. We went to Crescent after. We said it was a successful season. And we drank our feelings away. We didn't think uh, about it again. Well, we knew it was over by, by minute 12 of the game. When, yeah. When the first <laughs> half. But, but yeah. What, what do you take away from that loss that will make you better as a quarterback and for your team to grow? Um, honestly, it was probably the, like, I guess it's cliche to say, but it was the best thing that could have happened to us then. It didn't feel like that in the moment, definitely. But it really made you go back and watch the tape, right? You feel so close, especially when you're winning all those games. But after a loss like that, you know, you know that, you're doing something wrong, right? Like there's nothing, there's no amount of skill and talent that's going to make you lose even to a good team like that, that score, right? So you have to go back to the drawing board and and it, it was a better thing for us in the long term. I still believe that. Yeah, the, the from from my perspective, there was a slight talent advantage on their end, but the mm -hmm. schematic advantage I thought was huge, which we've talked about yeah, uh, for since sure. then. Uh, again, I probably should have reached out to you before the finals, but I no, didn't have no. a moment before. But um, I'm happy to see that because we talk about it all the time. We're, we're always willing to to help out. Mm -hmm. So, like uh, Matthew, by the way, is one such quarterback who reached out. Uh, looking good so far to start the season. I was there to see some of the big Dracos game uh, against Big Fat Bats. <laughs> it was sort of a stagnant game where where a lot, a lot was happening. A lot of the games sort of mm -hmm. happened at midfield. Um, mm -hmm. Talk to us a little bit about the frustration not being able to move the ball. It wasn't all on you, by the way. There was some drop balls. There was no, know, no. A lot, a lot. Was, they did they did a good job on defense as well. No, no, no. It was definitely all on me. Like there was, they were real. They're a good team. The big Dracos. Yeah. They are a really good team. But like like that game, and I'm not making excuses at all, right? Like they were definitely they were the better team that night, and I really did not play well. But like that going into the game, I knew it wasn't going to be my best game. Like I really wasn't feeling well, and but. It was definitely all on me. I was missing wide open throws like by ten yards. My guys really played well. The whole team played well, and even I mean, on I defense, saw Joe like, drop one for the middle. But whatever. Joe, I, I, I no, saw no, that no, drop. No. I got you back. I saw. I saw no, that. No, and no, I know no, Joe pretty no. well, and it's haunting him that he dropped the ball. Yeah, so. even that, yeah, even that throw. If it's yeah, yeah even if <laughs> you know, that throw, if you, if it's the one that you think I'm that I think you're referencing, 
no, like it was low. It was a hard. It was pass, low, yeah. you know, like it was low. It was a bad pass. I should have put it on him more. But like in a weird way, I kind of yes, we lost, but I know that it like it wouldn't happen again, even if it was the same thing. Just because I was missing all these throws like that, I usually hit with you know it was wide open guys. They weren't the hardest throws, but when you're putting them into the ground, you know you can't win like that. Yeah, uh, talk to us yeah. about the, the addition of Ryan McNally. He's a McGill oh my uh, God. football player. I know. I saw him a, a while before the spring season. He's like, I'm pumped to come back and we're going to play the big fat fast. I'm like, why would we play for yeah. losers for? Uh, but no, <laughs> what's, what does his addition mean to your defense? Because he has that experience to be a game breaker for any defense out there. No, Ryan's an absolute monster. He's the start. I think he's a starting player in McGill. He starts at corner, right? Starting bench and, warmer. Um, yes. Starting bench warmer. There you go. Yes. But that's that's the best player in Big Fat Bats history, honestly. <laughs> for sure. So, like, Ryan, we've been friends since high school and. Like, yeah, we even asked him our first year to come, but apparently there was some sort of thing with Miguel. Looking back, it might have been like, you just don't want to play. But, uh, yeah, he hit us up this year, and he's like, I'm down to play if you guys will have me. And the kid's an absolute monster. Like, he's definitely – we have some great players on the team, but he's definitely the best defensive player on the team and probably even definitely one of the best offensive players too. Like, he's just yeah. a monster. I've played, I played with him before, and uh, I didn't recognize him when I saw him. Yeah. Because he grew, the he gym, grew man. like six inches, bro. Yeah. He, in high school, he was like, I think, I don't want to say like, I think he might have been like 5'9", maybe, and now he's like 6'3". So. Well, he's not 6'3", he's like 6'1". Six, 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 whatever. For a group well, of Italians, couple, man, it's like, tall. On his dating profile, he probably writes 6'3". So. Yeah, exactly. Which, is, which is the real, your real height. Starting cornerback yeah. for McGill football. <laughs> there we go. Um, I've been a big fan of Luca Lecce since the first time I saw him rush. Um, mm-hmm. What can you talk to us about his personality? Because people who are primarily rushers, they're all they're all messed up. They're all they're all weird, yeah. right? So, like, what can you tell us about Luca that we don't know? Well, this kid, the funniest thing about when we started, like we when we were doing FPF, we didn't really know we had like some random kid rushing, and then we realized that it was a really important position, right? So we wanted him to go because he was such a fast, uh, like he's so fast and he's just good in general. And he really didn't want to go. This kid did not want to rush at all. He's, he's like, I would do a rotation just because it would help the team. But I don't want to go at all. He thinks it's like he hated it at the beginning, I guess, because he was too normal or something. Yeah. yeah. And eventually he started going. And now he loves it. Now he thinks he wants to win uh, Defensive Player of the Year. And he's an absolute monster. The kid's he's one of the best rusher, not only in like Division D, but just in general. Does he put more effort in his pass rushing or his hair? His hair, definitely. His yeah. hair and his girlfriend. Those are the two that are really, like, that puts the most effort in. And then rushing comes third, you know, when he's not in school. He takes a bunch of night classes, too. The kid's busy as hell. So, But, yeah, definitely one of the best rushers in all the league, I think. Like, he's a higher division player that we just kind of kept under wraps. And it was really good that we played so bad in the finals, so no one, like, tries to recruit him. I don't know. I've been trying. I've been trying yeah. to stay on. <laughs> No, he's, he, look, I, I've been a fan of you guys from the beginning. I remember covering the division when you guys started. Um, it's cool to see how quickly you've developed. So uh, I remember it was kind of just like a two-man game with you and your brother early on, and uh, you've really developed as a quarterback. And, but the team in general, like, like uh, who can yeah. you who can you shout out? You know, we know Joe, we know you, we know AJ. Who can you shout out? We know Ryan, obviously. Who can you shout out that, that's sort of under the radar on your team? Like, honestly, there's pretty much the whole team does their job. Like, and I don't want to say this to be ch- I'm not joking. Like, I feel like, especially in FPF, the quarterback, he gets too much praise when things oh, go good. But he also gets too much, like, crap when things doesn't, don't go good. If I have to shout out one player on our team, there's so many. But I have to go with a dude. He's missing all the playoffs this year because he's going to Italy with, a, with his family like a loser. Selfish. But 
Definitely, it's very selfish. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> but definitely Anthony Giacomo Donato, number 21. This guy, look, when he started, he's, he's really tall. He, but if you didn't see him, he's like, I think, he, he, I think he's actually 6'3", not the Ryan 6'3". He's actually 6'3". So he's taking profile 6'5". Exactly. Yeah, six, 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 precisely. Six, six. <laughs> and like when he started too, he's not the fastest guy in the world, even he'll tell you. But he really put in like the work and he's, he's a, such a team player too, like. He really put in the work. He's one of our better defensive players, even despite never playing football, really. And he's not the most agile guy in the world, but just because of his length, he uses it amazing. And he's definitely the most underrated player on our team. Right now. Um, by the way, uh, you're about to hit some milestones uh, for the season. You're about to hit 6,000 for your career in passing yards. I am? Yeah, I you're about to hit know. that. You're about, you're about 200 yards away from that. So this one's like... Okay. And in, in, in 31,000 yards, you'll catch up to me. And, uh... Okay, 31,000. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you need a few we'll more see. seasons to play yeah. here. Um, Maybe next season. Yeah, I get that. You, you mentioned some key guys uh, on this on your roster uh, who might be leaving town, whatever it is. Um, is there is there a guy that we should take notice now uh, under the radar guy that Bro, by I know Steve Martin is also a prop comic. It was literally the last question I asked him. I know, but I'm saying that that we, he's mentioned all these guys. But is there anyone else that we need to watch out for? That's what I'm trying to imply, though. On on my team. On your team, yes. Well, Joe is new. Uh, on the team he's been playing fpf for a while he actually has the most i think if you combine every single dude's playing games i think it maybe like has a 50 more games than joe and he he knows everything you know he knows all the concepts he probably knows just as much as me honestly and i'm like the quarterback if not even maybe a bit more just from a game management perspective and he doesn't look like it especially with all the athletes we have but he's such an important piece of the team and he's he's going to be a big piece going forward Anthony, like I said, and, but he's going on vacation in the playoffs, so you won't see him there. He's going with his family. Eagle, you have a question. Is it the exact same question again? Of the week. Remember that Ooh, segment? Ooh, <laughs> of the week. Let's do it. So, Let's so go! Matthew, I, don't, I don't know if you were around when we did this, but we had Stefano Berardi, who was one of our scorekeepers, and then we unfortunately put him on the media team for a season. <laughs> that was interesting. But he had this segment he called the Paisan of the Week. Well, okay? I thought the segment that I give Stefano Berardi. And then he pioneered it, so your idea was useless. <laughs> yes. And so basically the idea is you shout out someone of the Mediterranean culture. Let's leave it open because – you don't want to offend the Mediterranean. Uh, Italian community. Yeah, community, okay. but Greek works too. Because you Who's your favorite WAP this week? Yeah, basically. But it can't be on your team. Uh, it can't be on your team. That's the oh, kicker, though. Before you give that answer, please play the Italian national anthem, please. No, no, that's copyright. I yeah, know. I that's copyright. Serious? I, think... I need to hear it to get me going. Are you kidding me? It's copyright? We can't play it? I'm pretty sure there's some like, trademark shit. So you can play for 20 seconds. You can play for 20 seconds here. So we'll give Zep tell you a couple of seconds here to get things organized. You can play what a question. So you have to give us the answer within 20 seconds of the anthem here. Because <laughs> there's copyright infringements, right? You're allowed to play for 20 seconds. That I do know. <laughs> Canadian laws. I do know that for music and stuff. So we'll play a song. You give us your... Here we go. You can't Does hear he it, have though. to be... It's on now. The music's on right He's now. Playing, yeah, yeah. He's playing. So you Pretend get like you can hear it. Yeah. So here we go. Does he so good, huh? This yes. <laughs> yes. I'm going to cheat a bit. I'm going to go with Michael Caparelli. All right. Music down, please. It's over. We got the... Caparelli, he is the Paisan of the Week. Paisan of the Week. The 24 the seconds. Week. So that's actually pretty good. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 24? Uh, 24. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And our video is now demonetized. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, We're working for free this week, boys. Yeah, we are. Yeah. We are definitely working for free. 
Um, thank you so much for joining us, man. Uh, really kind of you to come on with us and uh, wish you the best of luck. I know you guys are one on one and you have your game against Red Dragons. We had an awful game on Monday. I was there for that. So we'll give you that win. You'll be two and one before you play the Dilf Gang. And uh, yeah, I think you guys are nah, nine and one. Red Dragons are no joke. No, yeah, no, they 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 were a joke on Monday against Hansik. They weren't good. Really? Yeah, yeah. DM know. me. I'll send you the details on that. <laughs> so anyway, thank you so much for coming on. Thank with you, us. fellas. Have a good yeah. night. Have a good night, my friend. Be See good. you. Thank you. Bye bye. There we go. As our first guest of the season. Yeah. And if you want to be a guest of the show, on the show, in the show, this of the show, on the Iggy. show, guest to the show. Sure. This contact uh, Iggy. Message someone who will respond. Iggy. Yeah, message Iggy, and then and Iggy he, will ask Eagle to get you on, and then Eagle will only do it in the last three minutes before the show yeah, starts. Yeah, and then Eagle will be like, what's the number, and then what are we doing? Number is oh, no, no, no. No, he sent me all the contact information, and then said, do you have his contact information? And I was like, no, because you sent it to me already. Clearly, I have it. Thank he was you. probably confused by that. He was. All right, speaking of confusion, Division B. Uh, How was that confusion? Because I'm confused by this star here. So... Silent Ticklers, the defending Div 3 Winter Champions, and Run It Once are both 0-2. Beers and Brownies are 2-0. Are you more surprised by Beers and Brownies being 2-0 or that the Ticklers and Run It Once are each 0-2? Don't answer that question yet. Would you have your brownies with beer? I don't like to to mix my Sweets uh, with proclivities. Alcohol? No, it's not that kind of brownie roll. No, <laughs> You're <know>. so innocent. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> No, I I I don't enjoy both experiences. I don't like being dry. I like being either drunk or high. Um, but most recently, I made a batch with like a peanut butter swirl. It was excellent. That sounds good, actually. Oh, it really, really masked the taste of the marijuana. What type of peanut butter, though? Uh, oh, you go with the cheapest possible shit. Don't don't put natural shit in the brownie. Really, you don't. Yeah. You I don't. Also, so I use like artificial peanut butter. Oh, I I'm against natural peanut butter. I think it's I trash. love natural peanut butter. No, no, it, it is terrible insane. texture. It means it, when I see people eat um, natural peanut butter, it means they have no taste buds. I love natural peanut butter. Yeah, I I, I understand that a thousand percent. It makes yeah, sense. I love it. You seem like the type. I love it. Oh, the okay. the texture is chalky. The separation is terrible. The, it's very sticky. Yeah, the, 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 the taste the taste is nothing. No, no, give me the junk food. Peanut butter is junk food. Enjoy it like junk food. Eat real nuts if you want real nuts. How about both of these? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> okay, so surprised by the ticklers and red <laughs> and whites are only two or beers and brownies two and zero. Um, I mean, I didn't I didn't see beers and brownies starting two and zero. They won hail mary against ticklers on a throw from Mickey Magnets. Yeah. Um, I thought. I thought that uh, not that there's a lack of talent per se on beers and brownies because I think he built a great team and not only that he built a great team but there's enough players who are familiar with who he is as a quarterback guys like Joey Nataro, uh guys like Felix Boutet who played with him uh, full seasons but you know adding obviously AJ Gomes and Charles Perrault played the game as well uh, Jeremy Augustine I think is the he played with me in co-ed this week. He fits that system perfectly. Um, it's the right kind of players for that team. Um, Senators Armand added some size as well because it w- on the surface it looked to be sort of like a very finesse mm-hmm. style team for Division B. I'm, I'm surprised just because I thought Iggy might have psyched himself out going into that game with Silent Ticklers. But do we have actually, uh, Eagle, do you have, we have footage of that last play. Do we have footage of the I last I think we play? do. Yeah, yeah it might be somewhere. In the FTF chat. 
So uh, I'm going to say this about Iggy, uh, and he asked me after the first one uh, in Laval when he, he won on the Hail Mary. I said, Iggs, you, you got to be quicker with your with your reads, man, because the windows close quickly. Yeah, and he learned. He learned the hard way. He got lucky because Silent Tickers did not capitalize. They had picks in their hands, and they forced him. In fact, in the in the second to last drive of the game, um, they had the ball at the one. And they forced him to a bad throw in traffic. And they scored on a drive to go up. And then Iggy won and Hail Mary on the next drive. But the point is that if Iggy's going to take that next step, he's got to be a lot more confident in his throws. And he, you're right, those windows are closing quick. I, know, I noticed. Assertive. So I noticed when I played in, in Tier 2, I was like, oh, yeah, the things that I can wait to throw, you, can. you can't. And, and you can. uh, once you go, like, again, Div B and up, Div 3 and up, that's that's kind of uh, I'm uh, just what surprised by ticklers, though. Got it. I think I got it. There this one, right? Yeah, this yeah, is the yeah. play here. You see me there in the bottom of the corner yeah, right there. Yeah, nobody cares about that one. Um, and so you, for those watching, uh, you'll see it, and I'll sort uh, of describe for, the play. For, uh, video credit goes to? What? Who's the credit? I think it's uh, the team proprietary oh. camera. Fair enough. All right, here we go. Uh, ball is put up by Iggy. Goes up, and Thibodeau comes down in traffic. Iggy's patented scream through his yeah, second Iggy over modulation. He, he, he goes over the top of the screen. Don't please Joy. Don't please Joy. Listen, if, if the dude likes to scream in his orgasms, let it go. What the hell is it? Like, Paula Pierre, where is he? Um, Paula Pierre is not great in coverage. But his height, though, should have been. But I think. But okay, if you're in a position, which he often is. Let's, let's watch like the Like, he's play a great offensive here. player, and he's, he's a solid defensive player, but. Honestly, I, I know why he's on the field on on like for a Hail Mary, but I'm not surprised to see him out of position. But this is a this is a trips right formation, right? Yeah. So the ball is snapped. He starts no, seeing the receivers on the left side of the field. You can see him starting to trail in. But the play design is exactly that, where the guy breaks towards the inside. As no, the it, was a, in the it was air. a base formation though. It was two. It was two no, by two it's, receivers. It's, uh, trips. No, no trips right. Go back again. You see the two by two receiver formation. No, it's trips, no. dude. No, you have two receivers. It's trips. That's a snapper. But the snappers doesn't count. It's it's the receivers to the left, the right that counts yeah, as the trips. Three receivers to the right. No, there isn't. There's two on each side of the snapper. <laughs> what? Yeah, guys. Two. I feel like I have to go into the screen and point out. Look, snappers not count as a receiver in the. I formation. understand. There are three receivers. The snapper is right there in the middle of the circle. Receivers one. The snappers one. There's two receivers I, to each I, side. No, there's three receivers to the right of the snapper. Where's the third receiver on the right though? One, two, three, and then the snappers in the middle. There's no. But look here. Hold on here. <laughs> this is terrible audio for those just listening. For the audio audience and also the video audience, because you can no longer see Mo, he's <laughs> getting up to point at the screen. No, that's the snapper. No, that's the snapper. That's the snapper. That's the snapper. That's, sna that's as far as it goes. That's the snapper. That's the snapper. I know, th dude. I know this play. It's a snapper. Mo, I know the play concept. That's the snapper. There's no back. There's no back. That's as far back as it goes. That is the the snapper is the guy in the middle of the screen right now. No. No. That's, that's a snapper. That's a snap. That's a receiver. That's a receiver. That's. Yes, then next that's why it's called trips right. <laughs> no. I am looking at it. Ask. Go. Message. 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 Iggy. I'm sure it's trips. I'm sure it's trips right. Go back. Okay. Okay. Now press. He play. can't go back. Uh, press play, please. <laughs> press play, please.
One, two, three, four. No, no, dude. The dude that you think is a snapper is his receiver on the right hand side. It wasn't a trips play. He ran it's a trips play. Formation. I don't believe so. I think you're wrong. Call Iggy, please. I'm I'm messaging him right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm literally. Anyway, messaging it doesn't him right matter. Now. So my point of he's responding. Uh, <laughs> what? Thanks, Iggy. <laughs> <laughs> what play? <sighs> <laughs> Overly specific. Okay. So, the reason why I'm saying, look at Paul Pierre on this coverage, right? So, he's dropping because the play design right now is making it look like they're flooding that side of the field. But last minute, when the ball's in the air, is when the guy breaks. Oh! And when he breaks, it's too late because they've all overplayed yeah. the flood. Oh, oh, turn, turn. And that's why he's so open. And then Paul's just late to react. Yeah, it's, a, it's a high low to that left side. He sees, he sees Paul Pierre in the back of the end zone. Just in front of the end zone. And the loudest scream is, is Iggy. Yeah. He should be screaming. Again, don't put these fun. He's had a couple of Hail Mary wins, huh? Yeah. Playoffs. That's awesome. Exactly. I, I wish I had the arm to do that. That's awesome. Um, higher hopes for Poseidon's Kiss or Triple B's? I've I seen Poseidon's Kiss play, led by Rock Cristiano. Um, good core on that roster. I like that defense a lot. Um, Triple B, we know very well. Beer Belly Brigade in what they bring to the table, but I, I never know if they're going to be good. But I never know if they're going to be good. But I have, I hope so for Poseidon's Kiss. I think they can definitely be. Uh, no, I mean, I mean, Beer Belly Brigade. Like they go one season, they're incredible. Another season, they're not good. Another season, they're great. Another season, they're not good. They don't good. care. Yeah, it's just they I just don't know. depends on their ads. It's like Jake Cutler, good Jake Cutler, or bad Jake. There's Cutler. no good Jake Cutler. There's never been a good Jake Cutler. So the, the good Jake Cutler was throwing four yard passes forever. So are, are we uh, higher hopes for PK or Triple Bs? I love the Triple B roster. I think they're all great two-way players. Um, I think Alex Pafar is a great uh, dual-thread quarterback. I, If I had to take a guess, I'd go Birelli Brigade. I know they had a rough game against Poseidon's Kiss, but they also beat Mangoose, who should be the class of the division. So for whatever reason, why is it Poseidon's Kiss playing beer, beer and brownies Back-to-back weeks in the first four weeks of the season. That's weird. Uh, at chief.chief.it. Yeah, we got to figure that out. Okay, so they got BRAS coming up uh, on uh, on Sunday in Brossard. So that's going to be a tough game for Poseidon's kids. But I... I Wait, so they have BRAS, BRAS and Brownies, BRAS and Brownies, and then run it once? Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's not an easy schedule. But yeah. I, I think BRAS... They're banged up right now, actually. So they were actually down to five guys in the win over Simon Ticklers on Sunday morning. So I don't know how healthy they will be. So that might be the equalizer for maybe Poseidon's Kiss to have a chance to win that game. Is there a chance that because it's a morning game, it was just a bunch of dudes hungover? No, no. These guys, no. They, they, unfortunately, one of the players, uh, he landed hard on the ground and may have suffered a concussion, upper body injury. So he pulled himself out. So he's around to five in that game. But I just think that Poseidon's Kiss, Rock Cristiano, he's got a great awareness as a, as a quarterback. I think his receiving core is really good. Uh, Joy Corcoran, who we know very well, he's played at University of New Hampshire. Uh, he comes back up for the spring season or summer games that he's played. He is a dude and a half. He's going to go to CFL, I think, at some point here. Don Benevento only played one game so far. But they do have a good group of guys that on this roster. Yeah, the, the question is, can, can Rocco adapt to playing this this level already? You know what I mean? I, I, know, yeah. I know of his accomplishments outside of FPF, but you know, we've talked about it before. FPF is its own monster and, and Rocco's sure. been sort of up and down a little bit in FPF, right? Yeah, he, you know what? He, we I remember years ago we anointed him as being the next big one, right? And yeah. he hasn't really reached that 
level. He's yet. so weirdly enough. Some I like flashes. him, even though the thing I said about him wasn't overtly positive. I like him a lot more now than when I first saw him play. His concepts didn't make any mis- any sense. He was trying to beat the rusher. He's actually going through progressions, and he's relying on his actual quarterback instincts more so than his physical instincts, uh, which he did early on in his career in FPF. Right. Um, so, I think he, look, he's a playmaker. Just go out there, and make plays. Sometimes got to be with your feet, but don't use it as a crutch. And and that's the point he's at. It's it's it's. It's gonna be one night he goes to bed and the next day he wakes up a different dude. Like that's right. he's at that level where it's the next step is gonna come and we just don't know where it's where it's gonna happen. So right? just to explain why Pasaj kids are playing B Raps back to back weeks, it's a ten team league. So Brownies, play, you mean? Yeah, beers uh, and brownies. Beers and brownies. Uh, it's ten team league, so you play one once. You need to have a second team, right? But it's the order of how they're playing back to back weeks is what the reason why. Yeah, Valerie Shelter, by the way, another good player. Yeah, on, on Valerie's a good, good, yeah. decent player here. He's he's making starting make waves in FPF. So right. So uh, Benny McMahon now, uh, like he made the big jump to three in winter, and now he's playing Division B. And he he ended the season really well. Yeah, he did. Like, he started it, he started week. Took him a while, but uh, he's got a good core, right? You talk about uh, the Jameses, right? You talk about Ohan. You talk about our boy James Drysdale, uh, our boy Phil Roberts, who's a part of the staff now. They he's got some good players around him, and. I have high hopes for Benny. I think he's going to take that next step now in this division and really put up some, put up some good numbers uh, with Ambush this season. Yeah. Uh, when Ben is at his best, the the game is running at a psychotic breakneck pace. Um, he's using his legs when he needs to. There's there's not a shift you're doing in FPF. Yeah. His, you know, he, he's, of course, like uh, one of the shorter dudes in FPF, but also his center of, his center of gravity and his ability to cut on a dime is... Uh, really, really, really impressive, um, and I think James O'Hayan, uh adds to the size where you have James Drysdale already, um, and then you know, like you talked about, the team overall has rounded out, and they took a big win against Runner once, yeah, right. Like that's that's going to be that that to me is a confidence building win. You know, you belong now. Go do it. Go and do he knows it, right? Jeff Rosebud very well, right? Yeah. The, all those guys know Jeff, so I think that kind of helps. Well, now you've you've reached the communal era of FPF, where like once you re- once you get to like Div three, even Div four and up, everyone kind of knows each other, right? Yeah, and like they, they'll they'll have a tough uh, running games coming up. They'll play B raps twice in the span of three weeks and blessed as well. So I mean, with where they're at now, uh, which is now two and one. If they can perhaps, if they go one and two, I think it's okay. If they go two and one, I think it's marvelous for them to be at that point. But I think Benny's now taking that next step, and I really have high hopes for what he can be in uh, Division Two this season. Um, on to Coeds, the Coeds two and three. Uh, a lot to get to in Coeds. I did see some games for Coed as well, which we'll uh, hopefully re- recap here. Uh, Pease, as I look to load up the page here for Coed two and three. Yeah. Take my time trying to buy my so, time. So, well, here. here, let me get you the Coed two standings on the screen, Thank so you, you have so that much. temporarily. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. Um, well, do you want to start with our topics, or do you? Have, yeah, yeah. You we, want no, it, we can go with Kames. Um, yeah, just just my end zone. Uh, basically, face off against Rockies in their their second ever FPF game. Kiss my end zone, of course, being uh, at this point a dynasty, uh, overrated dynasty, a uh, dynasty. Um. <laughs> I'm just, of course, teasing my boy Iggy, but no, they're they're he lost they're quarterback the of the year award, by the way. What? Sorry, he lost the quarterback of the year award. Maybe. In the first half, three ints. Maybe we'll see. If those if those are his only three ints, it won't matter. Yeah, he's done. He's um. So, 
but against rookies though, like that, like that, that's what would surprise me. Uh, when I talked to Iggy about this are, are they literally rookies? Or the literally rookies. rookies. Yeah, they're, they're good, good, good group of team. Uh, good group rookies. of team. Yeah, yeah, they are a good group of team. Yeah. Um, the worst part is, I asked Iggy like, what were they doing defensively, and he basically said it was like a super static defense, and he Nothing. just misread it. Like yeah. they didn't do anything special. They played the most basic cover two ever, and um, Iggy had a hard time in the first half, threw those three interceptions, but then settled down and and like. One of the things Iggy does better than most quarterbacks is manage the the course of the game where he doesn't panic early on. Yeah. He knows that there's exactly, okay, we are at this point in the first half. There's roughly this many drives. This is what I got to do at this point for the rest of the game. Um, defense is to give me a stop or two. They did. Uh, Louis Bejean goes off. Abigail Cockerton there to help move the chains, as she's great at doing. And before you know it, um, Kiss my end zone, uh, pulls the win out. At the yeah, end. I think rookies also the name is synonymous to what they were. They were rookies because they scored with five plays left. They, they give you five plays. That's yeah, right. and they didn't realize they they, they, didn't, they didn't factor it in saying they, they had scored. Like, oh my god, we're gonna win! But they didn't realize. Okay, well, Iggy allowed you to score, so yeah. he can have the, the narrative in his hands to control it and Look, pretty much end off the game. Iggy and I have talked about this at length. Um, six. If you give a quarterback six plays, it's a win for them. If you give him five plays, they should win. Yeah, four plays. You're looking at probably a seventy percent win percentage for the right, right. And then th- th- three plays are left. Three plays are less as hard because basically, if you give a quarterback two plays to get to half field, so if you're if you're if you have five plays, that means you have three plays to score, right? Essentially, yeah. And if you have anything below four plays, that's a lot harder because it means you need to get to half field to get two yeah. chances to the end zone. Yeah. And Iggy is so great at that part of the game. Um. Yeah. He l- essentially did that. He let he allowed them to score, and um, took five plays to win the game. So I'll make one one quick shout out for the rookies. Cedric Morris, the quarterback, um, really good, really good dual threat quarterback with his arm and legs. If he can figure out this game, and gain the experience ASAP, uh, he's gonna keep this team in a lot of games. I'm not saying they're gonna win five six here, but they'll be very competitive in a lot of those games. Uh, so it's something to watch out for. Um, James Drysdale. Um, problem at quarterback. <laughs> yeah, he's a problem. Like, so I'm curious about how he's going to face some of the better, some of the better uh, teams and some of the more patient rushers, because as far as I can tell, and I I hope hope to not receive hate mail. This is not this is not uh, a criticism, but just uh, an observation. James is looking at the rusher and trying to beat the rusher, buying time and then making plays. He. His ability to take off anytime he wants makes him really difficult to stop. But if you look at this game, only 85 yards through the air. Which um, is not good. Only 11 completions. Again, it's fine because he filled out the rest with his legs. But, you know, let's say when he plays Kiss My End Zone and Joey Nataro's rushing, right? That's not going to be possible. Right? Like, he'll, he'll, he'll beat Joey. Now. Joey was standing next to me during that game, and he said... I remember James and like I like I don't know how he got to that next level. Like yeah. he he get, he went from being really really good to like oh my god what is this guy right like he's right. an alien an absolute alien. Yeah. Um. I do think though at the highest levels of this game, uh, being able to read, being able to 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 attack defenses, there were open receivers constantly against Marshall de, de Vitesse. Iggy was there too, and we're both like we're literally counting open receivers in, in some progressions like oh those two guys that the you know the, the receiver was open right there there was three open receivers and he's buying time and he's getting getting the ball to them 
But I, I feel as though for him to take the next step, it's again what we talked about with other quarterbacks. When we talked about um, with uh, Rocco Cristiano is that where he's at in his progression now is he's actually reading the field and using his legs when he needs to rather than using his legs to have to make plays to throw the ball. Eagle, you talked about that, for example, when it was like, was it the, the Quizzy Gordon Mall, right? <coughs> mm-hmm. That like, You felt he did that too often. I saw that a lot with James in this game. I mean, and you kind of expect it though, right? That's what you're comfortable with as you're starting to get used to the position. I mean, also, the speed of the game is something which, as a quarterback, you have to... Like, if you've been a receiver and you play in a certain speed in your mind and you can't process the plays as fast as you normally do, that's also like very intimidating, and so you kind of default back to what you feel safe with. Now, well, remember the thing though, is, they, they play the next four games. I'll, I'll let you go in a yeah. second, but they get away with it for a little bit because they get rookies beefed in street runners. Yeah, beefed is not a good team right now. Are, well, we saw the week one when they played us, right? They yeah. they have two defenders lined up 15 yards deep. You they can did, really did you can run all hooks every play against uh, deep balls on on Tuesday. But to, to the point of what Eagle was making, and what you brought up with Quazy Gordon Mall, um, him being the quarterback at a higher division in in Division Four with um, what was that team again? He played for with uh, Saad Majid and all those guys. Doesn't matter. Anyway, um, Brotherhood, Brotherhood, brother. Thank you. Uh, in relation to James Drysdale. Yeah, he will get away with that, right? The athleticism will cover his weaknesses, but when he plays better teams that are more structured on defense, they understand what he does well and doesn't do well, can he rise up to the challenge and, and execute and improve on his weaknesses? If he can't yeah. do that, then he will never take that next step in his quarterback progression. And it's okay. He, he can fail by trying to challenge himself with his weaknesses that he has and learn from it. If he learns from it mentally and physically, I think he will get better for it. But it's going to be fascinating to see how he can grow as a quarterback as well. Um, so so just, yeah, just quickly ahead. before we move on, in the next few games, um, it, it, gets, it gets demonstrably harder. After, after, the, after that first four games, they go on to face the IG team. They go on to face plenty of fish. So plenty of fish have uh, uh, McLaren Thompson as a rusher. Uh, IG team has a lot of speedsters as IG well. IG team has... has uh, Rochelot rushing, I believe. They have a lot of speedsters. Sorry, deep balls has Rochelot rushing. So those those three games of IG team, plenty of fish, deep balls. That's where we're going to see, is James sort of the Victor Wimbanyama, just unprecedented athleticism where he won't be stopped? Maybe Scoot Henderson instead. Yeah, well, well, I mean, that's also fine. (laughs) But but like I'm saying, like, or or will will he be sort of exposed as, as not being able to read defenses yet? I think honestly, uh, I think he can. He's smart enough to get to that next level, but he should use the next three games as a way to learn how to read through his progressions, rather than just relying on the athleticism that he's going to need down the line. But he can't rely on when he plays better rushers. Yeah, he's going to have to develop the mental game, and and Eagles absolutely bang on that. That's where he's got to figure it out and process plays a lot quicker, right? He's got to anticipate throws, then react to what he sees. Just uh, all hooks. Exactly, all hooks. And then you build it from there. And if that fails, then you're worse than Mokan. Yeah, exactly. All right, fifth squad. Um, they get by a block party. And but a tight win, though. It was a close one, but are they ready to compete after having a not-so-great season before? Fifth squad? They were 9-1. VP. Block party. Oh, block party. Yeah, block party. Uh, so. Oh, oh Iggy's, Iggy's making a change on the script, by the way. All right, cool. Yeah, look at him. He's changing. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna screw I'm on, the, I'm on the, the, the team page. Again, Mo, can we talk about things that relate to the show and not the things people can't see or hear? Um, yeah, so Block Party, to me, it made no sense that they were so weak last season. 
Rekka uh, has been the female MVP of this division in the past. Um, Jimmy Lee Janvier, I, I don't know if he was on the team last season, but he added that roster, I think, gives them uh, some He was on breath. team, yes, block party, yes. So, um, look, it's a good sign that they went toe-to-toe with a team that went 9-1 last season. Uh, William Brouard, probably one of the front runners for quarterback of the year in the division. Um, and, you know, we saw Ivan Solomon go toe-to-toe. Uh, sure, the scoreline for him wasn't as pretty. He added a touchdown with his legs also. Uh, but I think Block Party, if they can keep games close and win some dirty games, it might p- play their advantage. For Fit Squad, I'm kind of disappointed that the game was this close. I thought I thought this was an easy win. You know, uh, Lawrence Pompriand went off for three touchdowns. That's the thing she does, of course, is mm-hmm. being that ridiculous red zone threat. Uh, but the team re- returns Salim Taye after not being on the team for a little bit. Um, and the defense looks stout, which is part of what Salim adds is, is, is a great DB. Uh, but honestly, given all that information, given that they have one of the quarterbacks, uh, one of the best quarterbacks, given that they have one of the best female players, given that they a- they add one of the best one of their core best defenders, they, they return him to the team, you would assume that this game would be out of reach early on. And instead, it was kind of close throughout. Yeah, I just think that for for block part fit squad we know they're a good team we know what they're made of Iggy and I spoke about this team last week that we believe they're, they're one of the favorites to win this division um this season and I just think that they'll figure it out and they'll they'll blow out some teams uh but I think for block party though here's the thing for for BP uh they've been in the league now for what a couple of seasons in a row now block party yeah block party well they were another team named before but yeah it's, it's right. a few seasons so they they have the experience. They have the depth. Like you think about the roster, it's it is a lot of players in this roster. I think like twelve plus. They have at times here, so but that's that's always their their, their right. Team. But do they have the right formula? Right, are the right pieces on the field for offense and defense? Look, we've seen it work before. They've made it to an FPF final. They lost that game, but they 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 lost to against my end zone. Um, and I believe Eggy like des- destroyed them in the playoffs one. They did. Yeah. That was the that was the game. Yeah. But, I mean, they were the favorite. They did what they were supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, back then, they were three hunters. Um, and it was a team I remember Kiss My Enzo kind of worried about because they struggled with them in the season. And then when they got them in the finals, they, yeah. they just couldn't keep up. But that's always been their thing. They always have a lot of players. Um, I, I'd say from what I've seen, they're a little disorganized. But I think their best players are really good when it comes to uh, Cynthia Nisky-Zafir on, on defense, when it comes to Rekasiva Subramaniam uh, as basically the best, if not one of the best snappers in the division. Um, and a team that, again, if they get all their best players in the best positions, I think they can succeed. Thunder Buddies, uh, biggest issue for them is involving their female uh, depth. Yeah. So will this be an issue moving forward for the season? If they don't, it will be because that's that's the bane of a lot of co-ed teams' existence, right? Like, if you try to win three on five, you're you're not going to very often. Um, they look they're two and zero. Oh. Um, Terry Babalus looks solid to start the season. Um, they beat Catch and W's and they beat Michael Scott's Tots. Uh, this week was a close one, twenty to nineteen. Um, Terry Babalus was a little preoccupied with trying to get converts, and we see why. We'll see. He he knew at some point it was gonna uh, play a big role in terms of having to win. 
Michael Scott's thoughts did what they could to milk the game away. They really tried to take the ball out of the offense's hands for Thunder Buddies. Uh, Kenny Bertelli really taking his time on offense, uh, using you know when, when when there's a lot of runs, a lot of short plays, it really takes sort of the the uh, momentum out of the game. And it was seven six at halftime for Thunder Buddies, right? So, um, and remember though, Terry Babylon Club's coming off an awful injury. Yeah, so he's slowly getting himself back into football shape, which he hasn't done in a while. And in this game, Kala Gauthier, uh only three targets. Yeah, um, that's kind of what I mean. She's the only female receiver who had any targets. She had three of them. Um, Jenna Arroyo getting three uh, sacks. I think she can equally be involved on on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, so I'd like to see if this evolves. And I, and I know the trap, right? Like we know how good Jafar Hassan is. We know how good David. Gutkowski is. We've seen these guys play in high divisions in FPL. Well, they all have that rapport, right? Playing yeah. in, in together and stuff. In Blast and, what, and whatnot. But, and, and as well in MFL. But honestly, like that's only going to get you so far. Right. And so I want, I want to see more involvement from the funeral receivers. And Terry knows that. Like he's, he's one of the smarter dudes in FPF, right? So he'll, he'll make that adjustment, I'm sure. All right, one and niners, uh, impressive out of the gates. Uh, they got a forfeit win week one. Yes, forfeit win week one. Um, so what do we take from one and niners in the early going part of the season? Well, famously, they're the one and niners because their first season they went one and nine. Um, so it's very uh, nice, nice, nice playing words. <laughs> they're they're young, they're dynamic, they're fun. Um, they move over from Division E, Division Six sort of thing. Um, Alex Blay, of course, we know his ability, um, and and, and so on. Uh, Brandon Bagley is someone who does not yet have the offensive rating he deserves. I think he's, he's a really uh, talented player as well. Um, but he's got four interceptions so far to start the season. So defensively, we already see the rating. We know, mm-hmm. of course, he's been recognized. But I'm curious about how Charles Presser will be on offense. Right? Oh, boy, uh, as a quarterback. Presser. We know he's, he adds that defense for sure, but um, he hasn't had an, ex- an extensive run at quarterback. But... They took it to uh, Le Stumpf, uh thirty-one to twelve this week, and he looked really good out there. I haven't seen him play yet. Uh, I want to see him play. I think I will. I've, I have a whole bunch of coets coming up uh, this weekend, week three that is. Yeah. So I, I'm curious to see how they will be uh, when the Niners and stuff. But if they can continue going through, like I know they got the four foot win, which you know whatever it is, what it is. But if they get to put together a, a string of wins here, get themselves to four and five, they should be. Uh, four or five wins, that is. They should be okay for a playoff spot as well. And Presser, uh, you know, a third of his targets going to Isabella Lamosa and LV Cusino. Um, You know, that's that's what you got to do, uh, involving everyone yeah. on your offense. And it allows people like Lucas Kenville to do what he does. Uh, that You know, all of that, uh, yards after catch and so on, three touchdowns in that game. On to Division C. And this has been a, a fun division to, to watch the game so far. I'm surprised. JYD now, they're 0-2 to start the year. Um, yeah. H- how do they get this ship going the right direction here? Uh, they had some tough games coming out of the blocks, uh, with all due respect to the schedule that they had. Uh, game Changers was a game that I score kept that they got bombed. And Bissett and Sipo are phenomenal. I watched them play as well. So not an easy first two games for them, though, uh, Peas, but can they get the ship going the right direction? Yes, because I feel like most of Division C is all the same. <laughs> I, I, like, everyone's good. There are a handful of teams that are going to struggle. 
But I, I feel like by season's end, they'll be in the playoffs, and they're going to be a tough out as they always are. I was going to say, looking at their schedule, I'm like, there's not necessarily a standout easy game on this There's list. no easy games in season. But I also, looking at it, I'm like, yeah, but I don't think they're necessarily underrated or like going to be the underdog in any of these games as I'm kind of going through the it's list. Also like, there's a few where it might be games. more tight, but yeah. I think I think Blue Brown Lawyer is a team they should beat. They should. Don should, Bougie. but I, I'm not confident either way, though, right? Don I'm Bougie not like, all this, like a block. But, but that's honestly, like, we're going to talk about this through, uh, as, as we go on through the season, Div C, but like, man, save for two or three teams, there are not, there's no weak teams. Good. Everyone's good. Good. That's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. It's, it's one of, to me, the most grueling divisions. It is. And, you know, the, the only game that I think they might be favored is against the Commission. No, and that's Blue not Blue that's their favorite against Brown. Yeah, but that's not gonna be an easy game with Commission. I think the Commission no, no, but again, literally that's the thing we're saying is yeah. I, it probably against all Madden too because other than Jax or Jodas, the it's not they're not um they're not all like they're not experienced in an FPF sense. And and Jack himself doesn't have a ton of experience in FPF. Jack is actually now away on CFL camp. So, so will he be so who's going back? He's, not, he's team? not gonna be back now because Jack is now with I believe the BC Lions or Calgary Stampeders for for um, which is awesome, right? Like that's for, much better news than him playing a middle division in flag football. But that team already was built oh around. Oh my goodness, this is all guys that I know very well. Hold on, can I ask you guys a question? Mm-hmm. Look at the team picture for uh, All Matter. That's the best. That's one of the Papa Nicolau brothers. <laughs> that's amazing. So, but now given given that. You know, we'll, we'll talk about them for a moment and we'll move on. But who's in better shape, Brent Young or uh, or Mr. Papa Nicolau? Who cares? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, what I'm really impressed of is how well those cones are set. Really set well. Good Actually, job, Brent not. Young. Good job, Brent Young. Um, no, m- my question here is uh, if Jackson Jodis is not on the team, and like again, I I know there are a ton of athletes and so on, but if they're if they're not gonna have they're they stud he's going to CFL yeah. and and slash NCAA quarterback. Um, you know, does this team stand a chance, really, or or should they go out and recruit someone? They got to recruit. They got to recruit because Jack. Chris <coughs> Yeah, Jack is now in the CFL camp uh, for the quarterback um, program, and then he's going to UBC. So he he wouldn't be even, even available for these guys for most of the season. I don't know if he'll get even five to play for eligible eligibility for all Madden stuff, but. That's for their problem to figure out moving forward. Um, so top season, we know this team very well. Uh, our, our Borandell Thomas, Gordon Thomas, is a guy that we know very well. Mr. McGrath looks healthier. They face Kiss My In-Laws this week. Uh, they're off to a good start, um, top season. So well, They face a team with no quarterback in week one. I know, I know. And then they lost to a team in week two. So are they off to a good start? I think they're off to a good start. Like I mean, McGrath was banged up though because he, he was. Yeah, but define what you mean by good start when they face a backup quarterback and then lose their second game. Well, look, they got a win under the belt, right? But here's the thing, right? With McGrath and now playing against a very good Kiss My In-Laws team, uh, this is I think this would be a good litmus test for them to see where they stack up with the so-called best team. In the What's division. the line? I'm gonna say the line is gonna be about. Ten and a half. So, given your given the line of your cut, like, in favor of Kiss My Hands one, right? Yes. So yes. ten and a half. Or Kiss My Hands, right? K- KMI. So, given that, like, like you phrased the question as if they're one of the top dogs in the division. No, but they they're, they're they, good. Don't get me wrong. Like, again, there's no there's no weak teams really in the division. But that's why Sean McGrath was banged up though. He had a shoulder injury. That's why they took but time it, off though. But so okay, cool. 
if you look at the team, it's fine. Just you know, Kevin Donnett's really good. Carl Thomas Gordon's really good. Carl Souls, Asani Worrell. But like, okay, everyone's got that and more. You know, like if it's not you know Quay Johnson and and and, and uh, James Tyrell, it's Kiss My In Laws who are stacked across the board. It, it's you know, uh, we saw Bible Study put up fifty two points against them. Um, yeah, I I don't know, man. I don't I don't look at this team and say, wow, these guys these are one of the front runners. I think they're going to be a middle of the pack team, which is fine. But that's why is this a good test for them? Let's see how they stack up. I I I, don't, I think it's it's a test they didn't study for. So are they going to lose by eighteen plus then? I think ten and a half points is fair. I think it's either going to be a two score game or a three score game, and then they score late to make it respectable. Um, yeah, I, I see. I see it being sort of 36-29, 34-28-ish, around that. Holy cow. I made a mistake. <laughs> this game's May 28th. Yeah, there's there's a gap. For yeah, I was like, wait a minute. Why does this kiss my house? But it's their next game in their schedule, Mo. Come yeah. on. But it is their next game. Yeah, it's, a, it's their next game. But I'm looking I'm like, oh, my goodness, it's May 28th. Well, we'll talk about that in two weeks, all right? How about that? We'll talk about that in two weeks. My bad. My bad. I didn't realize that, guys. That's not, that's my bad on my part. Uh, anyway, anyway, of, of the two no teams right now in this division, the one that really has piqued your interest is who? Well, let's start with you, Mo. Who piqued your interest? Let me get the page up. I need yeah, to doing the same thing. Yeah, it's just the <laughs> internet tonight <laughs> is unbearable. Uh, yeah, it's been pretty so bad. we have Beset et ses potes, Diamond yeah, Bougie, Game Changers, Trap Stars, Sharks, Backyard Bullies, Bible Study at 2-0, and and then technically you have Repeat Offenders and Kiss My In-Laws at 1-0 and because they only have one game. The set of Bo is, is the team watching out for. Uh, FPP, Frederick Paquet-Perot, has been a flamethrower out there. I think he has no INTs yet. I think 13 touchdowns so far. Um, he but looks, he did that last season too. He threw no interceptions. Yeah, yeah. But he just he just looks he's just oozing with confidence right now. And my computer's slow. I can't open up anything. I'm yet. going with a different team. I'm going with Sharks. sharks. Led by Corey uh, Wawlowski. Look, not only do they have a guy who's already won a cha- championships in this division several times, who was able to throw in this division again somehow, somehow. Um, well, he left uh, infantry to take this team. He he wasn't uh, happy, but you know. but but. Mo, he won the last time this division was settled. He took the trophy home. Yes. Why is he throwing this division? Uh, Coward Wawaski. Carlo. Blame Carlo. Yeah, blame Carlo. But but here's the thing: not only, not only does does he get to return to this division, but he does so with Dondre Borden and Max Bira, two aliens. Yeah, two absolute aliens. Um, Noah Groper, who's Really solid, and then oh, somehow they have the cap room to fit Crazy Gordon Mall. Like, what is this? Are they, are they paying a luxury tax? Yeah, like, what maybe, is this? Maybe, but no, it, it's it's a good team, man. Like, I I agree. With you. I think Sharks are a good team. Uh, Bissette suppose a team that I really am impressed by. They don't play each other unfortunately in the regular season, but Bissette will get game changers. That's a massive game that we'll see on weekend. Killer Rays will be a fun one to watch against them, and Primal as well, all Madden. So their schedule's not easy. There's no easy – you said it before. There's no easy schedule in this division. No. And if they can run it, and they get fourth and strong as well um, in the middle part of the season, if they can run it, um, I'm, I'm going to be curious to see how Fedek Pacaparo really does against better defense that he'll go up against in the coming weeks. Well, here. again, he was great in Division Four. He was. Um, I think he was a little too safe at times, and that that hurt him in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so, I look – 
having to no no interceptions is great, and Lord knows a lot of guys like me throw too many of them, but uh, to throw too many interceptions. But the thing is, is that you know you do need to take chances when they're made available yep. to you, and I do think that's the part of Paquette's game where I think he's a little too conservative at times, and I think if he lets it loose a little bit, that's gonna unlock the next level for him. Because talent-wise, the dude's a Div 2 quarterback yeah. and plus. He'll be playing high-end soon enough. All right, Div A. Uh, massive game. Lumiere against Bless. Uh, came down to the last play, which Lumiere won on the Hail Mary. Uh, Bless had scored two plays left, I think. And then uh, this game went very long, by the way. Uh, so Bless. Lumiere, Lumiere, bless up. Yeah, Bless up Lumiere. And Lumiere winning the game at, at the death here. So, I mean, this game, from what Iggy told me, because he scored kept it, had a playoff feel to it. It's Ro- Royaume Luminaire, by the way, not, not Lumiere. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the word you said is not in either of their names. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm you got, wait, wait. This is a record. You got both team names wrong. <laughs> I know. That's amazing. It's been a long day today. Yeah, you're not fasting. Yeah. No, it's been a long day. I was up uh, early this morning. I had media day all day. Um, media fasting. Media fasting was. It really was. All right. This game, like this is a, this is a, a, a t- these are two teams that are familiar with each other from lower yeah. divisions. It came out to the last play. Uh, I'm in, I'm intrigued because Pease right now, besides Star City, who's only played one game, so we'll exclude them because of the number of games played. Every other team has had at least a point or more this season, and Div A is really starting to f- unfold. Where it's not going to be easy. Like Division C, Div A, I think will be a lot trickier than what people expected to be this season. Yeah, um, I mean. That said, like, <laughs> it's weird to see All-Stars and Star City at the bottom of this division, though, right? But uh, is, is it a better storyline that All-Stars are 0-1-1 and or Jameson's are 2-0 then? I think it's awesome that Jameson's and their weirdo-ass posts are, are 2-0. I love it. Um, but I I do... I Look, the thing is Jameson's are somewhat matchup dependent, right? Um that said, they did beat All-Stars. KGP is a team where they've they've generally played well against in the past. One of the... the other than that first time where, where Rosenblatt sort of took that big step and pushed, uh, you know, I guess it was Finest back in the day um, in, that, in that fall season, that weird fall season where we're mixing and matching divisions. Right. If you remember, that's kind of what showed Jeff Rosenblatt and other players that he can play at this, div- this high level. But now... If I'm not mistaken, it's the first time he beats Kevin Wyeth. Yeah, I believe so. But there's there's an under, there's an underlying uh, story li- story to this whole process. So Pat Jerome uh, is has been suspended for two games, and he showed up to the field. Uh, they didn't know he what he was suspended, and it kind of derailed their focus because they were trying to figure out why was he he's suspended. There's a whole story to it. So why did not have Drew Patrick in the lineup? So Do we know why he was suspended because it's uh, big news. Yeah, verbal okay. assault towards a, a referee. Was that the, the one from the finals? No, from Laval, week one. Oh, okay, allegedly, whatever it is. Anyway, just because uh, it was a, there was a confrontation at the there finals was well. exactly. So, so already they were they were weakened by the fact they didn't have um, Patrick. They're even weaker because Clay Johnson now is playing for Jameson because the cap situation that played with them. It's not, look, it's not the same all-star team from, from winter season. It's not. But you still have but, Chris but Millard there. Like, is a nice piece to add. Yeah, you have Kirak, you have Millard, right? You have you have Malo as well. I just think for a while, it's just a matter of just developing that connection with yeah. the new guys. That's it's, all it, it is. You know, once Malo, Gropini, and Senatus get up to speed, yeah. and they return Patron to the to the fold, I think the team 
the team is still going to be great. Yeah. Um, even Gropini, like he said, like, you know, why I thought it was to sit, sit here. Don't don't come at me to sit here. I'll get you the ball. Don't worry about it, right? So him understanding the angles and nuances that Wyeth wants from his receivers on the field. Yeah, like that's it's it's fitting in in a new offense. Is is and and Kevin Wyeth is very specific about depths and spacing and and timing and um they'll they'll get that. I'm I'm I don't have a doubt. And Star City of course had taking a loss in week 1. You know like it Losing is sorry, week 2 rather. Yeah. Um we don't expect Star City to lose many games. No, but but the thing is, Pease, we know Deve is one of those, like, uh, the boat leaves the dock without teams. But I know it's only two games. But it's just great to see. But I'm saying that this leaves the dock without teams, right? The teams are left on the dock here. Now we're I don't know. No, 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 no. Sorry. We, we, can't, we can't just float. We can't take the boat past that because I don't know what you mean. We can't float past the boat float. analogy. Because Eagle and I both looked at each other like, what? Like, what? <laughs> no, but there's, there's teams still on the dock normally in Divay, right? Like You have teams that jump out 2 nos, 2 nos, 2 nos, and you have 0-2s, right? But now you have Okay, wait, wait. Are teams the boat or are teams the passengers? Divay is the boat, and there's teams on who are 2-0. And, and there's teams that stay in the dock. Yeah. Okay. Who are owned too. Got it. Right. But so they missed like their transfer to the exactly. Boat. But you have now seven teams that went. How big is this boat? Noah's Ark, bro. It's uh, it's Tom two Scrooge. of every animal. It's huge. Thomas Cruise, Carnival Cruise, my friend. Thomas Cook, by the way, Carnival Cruise. I like uh, the region better. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Uh, Mission Impossible coming out soon. No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, oh, soon. and Fast Ten yeah. coming out. I was just Friday. Friday. <laughs> Can't wait. To, are going, I'm derailed. I'm not paying attention. F is to for family. Are they going to? Uh, by the way, <laughs> by the way, returning to the fold is the Rock Giants. Yeah, baby. He he, apparently, yeah. He, apparently, he's in the teaser and the credits at the end for the next one. Right? Family returns. Family's yeah. stronger than everything. But he he said he wasn't coming back, and now he's coming back. Yeah. But what? Wow, level. shocker. Maybe Black Adam didn't do well at the box office. Oh, Black Adam did this terrible, apparently. It was awful. It was terrible. Yeah. And he, he was hyping it up. Like, he was like, yeah, this That's is great. Job. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> it's bad, though. It, it's Don't watch good. it. It's not good. But watch yeah, Fast 10. But again, I just, yeah, I can't wait for Fast 10. Friday, May 19th. Can't wait. I saw, by the way, I saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Not that great. Really? I heard, I've heard good. mixed things. No, too many storylines within the movie. Like it's like you have mm, to really that focus, makes sense. and then it's like it's like one here, one. Here. I mean, I hate focus because how am I supposed to be high and focused at the same time? It doesn't make sense. Speaking of focus, we were talking about how Lazara manages to lose games that he should win. No, uh, but it's, well, it's a, a tough one, one point loss. Like right? he scored forty points, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> but I was gonna say, like, wh- every time a Lazara-led team loses a game, it's one of two scenarios: either he just has a terrible game, and yeah. it just okay, or he, or it he gets let down. Or yeah, we get slowed down exactly. Or it's extra points, right? It's not a po- it's not a possession because the thing about it, every time they lose, it's always that that extra point that they just missed. It was the overtime in the semifinals last year. So they it's scored this one over here by so, one point. So they scored the uh, extra point for two, um, and then uh, no regard take seven or so plays. Kendall Myers catches a tenure pass from Corey Packer to score on the last play of the game. What a, what a revenge That's game tough, for man. Like, honestly, like, like okay, maybe, Myers, maybe, maybe they left them too many plays, but man, like... <laughs> but for Kendall Myers, that's a massive, like, bleepy towards that team. Yeah. Because we know why. Yeah, there's some history, and yeah. that's that's part of what makes Division A special, right, is is the all, all the, the, the familiarity with each other and the storylines. But, like, look, I'm... Maybe I'm the the biggest Dan Lazara apologist of all time, but man, like quarterback scores forty points, gets the two point convert at the end of the game. 
Uh, I'm not worried about them though. They, you know, they're they're trying to milk clock. I imagine to run that two point convert because I can't. I don't really know why else they would unless unless there's a convert missing at the end of the score. Yeah, but look, here. look at the roster though. I'm not worried about that roster. No, it's ridiculous. I'm not worried about this roster. It's ridiculous. It, it's it, it's it's the beauty of Div A that we're gonna have these type of games. Yeah. Like that that the underdog can beat the favorites like all star. I mean, hashtag and R is not that much of an underdog. No, but they haven't played together in a while, though. Like Corey Pecker's not. But like, they, okay, but they've played together enough. Right? Yeah, but when's the last time this team was together? Like, when's the last time Corey Pecker threw in in FPF? I don't know. If Eagle keep it, it was a pandy ago. It was before COVID. No. Yeah, that's what easily. I said. Yeah. Hold on, let me check. Yeah, I'm. Well, no, but which player d- do you know that doesn't get the shine that we should talk about more often? Uh, winter 2020, by the way. Was so the it's last been three years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, three years. That's crazy how time flies. So I think the last time we even saw a Star City roster was then. Like Star City as a team. 2018, I think it was. Yeah. 2019, whatever it was. No, 2019. No, it's 20, about that gap, though. Yeah, r- roughly, give or take here. But it, it's like hashtag and R. I mean, it's it's guys that have a chip on the shoulder. Like Travis Most did not play this past. He had to leave because of work. He, uh, so he couldn't yeah. play winter season. Kendall's coming off an injury, and he's got, you know, motivation. Ryan Perry is a guy that, you know, people don't think he's a Div 1 player, Div 8 player, but he's trying to prove his worth. Or Sean Perry's always had his moments, but he's had He's his, really good, though. Yeah, man. he's really good when he's locked in. Kenny Bai is a good receiver. Kenny Bai is really good. And, but, uh, and, and just to, to go back to Travis Moses, like, the, the dude has Jordan McLaren, too. The dude hasn't played in a while, but let's not forget how talented Travis Moses was. Oh, like, yeah. The first time we saw this dude playing in Div 5, we're like, what is this guy doing in Division 5, right? Yeah. Like, uh, he's he and he's never slowed down. He's he's only gotten better as a receiver and defensively he's as good as he's ever and been. And they got Paul up here as well. So this is not a slouch team at all. No, no, it's a really good team. It's gonna be fun to see how this division unfolds moving forward. Quickly here, peace before we wrap it up. Uh, so the Braves on Sunday will play Star City All Stars. Who gets their first win? Star City or All Stars against the Braves? One of them. So one of them will get the win. Yeah, I um You know what? I think I think it'll be It'll be Star City because I do think the new pieces for Kevin Wyatt, and because of how specific Kevin Wyatt's offense is, it'll take a it'll take a few games to get uh, together, and and I think Braves will capitalize on that. Where um, I think Dan Lazar is starting to shake the Joe Mon- Mon- Monkey off his back. I think it's starting. He's starting he's to appear more mortal. I mean, he beat them in spring season twenty twenty one, right? Yeah. Was it twenty twenty one? Yeah. Yeah. Twenty twenty one. And so now it's been more of a back and forth. Like now it's. It's a it's an official rivalry, right? So like if they're going more back and forth. I think they add a chapter to that uh, this week. I I think they will go one and one Braves. I think they will lose to Star City. Well, the same thing. Yeah, and beat. Yeah, they'll lose Star long City. Long day. <laughs> yeah, long day. I think they'll lose Star City. I love you, bud. I love you. Yeah, it's been a long day. Uh, lose Star City and they'll be uh, they'll uh, beat the uh, All Stars. But uh, it, it and the thing is though, when you look at it this way, before we wrap it up, um. We're looking at a potential Star City two loss team, All Stars perhaps two loss team. Braves looking maybe for the first loss, and they would be at three points, whatever it is. So, again, it's just the the it's just mesmerizing to see how this division can have multiple multiple teams at two losses that are favorites to win this division already. So, I can't wait. I'm really excited. Parity is good. It's great, man. No, it's great. People understand we need that to happen because there's gonna be more and more teams that are gonna say I want to challenge myself because I can see that this is now a beatable division than before. It is now time for Games of the Week. Uh, let's brief through this. We get to the third quarter of the Celtics Heat game. Here we go. All right, we're gonna start in Division E. Cover three inches long. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. 
Area 69, Pasta Arabiat. Pasta uh, Arabiat, yeah, bro. Yeah, with the spicy p- pasta, boys. Ste- Texas Chooches. Hude. 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 Hail Marty's Trailer Park Boys. Marty. Uh, yeah, Marty. Marty Party. Yeah. Granddaddy Perp, Texas Wales. Uh, Wales. Wales. Timberwolves, show me damn TDs. TDs. Man, crappy weekend to me. Show them TDs. Meat Lovers, FSU. Uh, FSU. Uh, FKSU. Not you too? Question mark. Why Bloodline? is that a question, by the way? I Not you too? I imagine it's like a brew day yeah. type of thing. Like, bloodline. I don't know. I'm gonna go blood, bloodline. Uh, I'm gonna go not you too. Uh, Granddaddy Perp, Area 69. 69. 69. Only Flags, Minky FT. Ooh, Minka. that's a fun game. Uh, only Flags. And Ramfins, Ramfins, I don't know, Satrial. Ramfins is a stupid name, Satrialis. Yeah, Satrialis, but I'm not going to eat anytime soon. No. All right, we're going to go into, I think this is women's division. Yes. Miet, Wildcats. Yeah, Miet needs a win here. I'm with LPM. Wildcats. Supernova, touchdown for what? Uh, touchdown for what? Touchdown for what? Sub Zero was. Ooh, good game. Sub Zero. Great, great game, though. Sub Zero. Okay. Uh, was The Rock. Was. Was. X and X, Red Nation. Red Nation. I'll go Red Nation, close one. Okay. Division D, Bandit, Leonardoviff. Bandits. Uh, bandits. Idaho, Utapimps, Studs Are Us. Idaho. Idaho, dumb name. X Men, Big Dracos. X Men. X-Men. Riders of Rohan, Blues. 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 Stallions, Lipsit Karat. Whoa, oh. wait. So Riders of Rohan was supposed to be what? On the fifth day of the Look to the Dawn East. That line from the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I know the line. Want to know why? Because I also read that boring book about walking. <laughs> it sucks. The most overrated book and the most overrated movies of all time. They're all terrible. Yo, Jared Tolkien. Exactly. Because you're not even worthy of your own name. Harry Potter knocks you out of the water. Just going to say it. LPC. Oof. Just gonna say it. LPC. It's terrible. It's a terrible book. It's boring. So stallions or LPC? LPC. <laughs> LPC. <laughs> why so serious? DNA. Uh, why so serious? Why so serious? Let's do it. Longhorns. Every inch counts. Horns. Uh, horns, but every inch does count. Uh, Lernarviff. Dilf gang. Dilf. Lernarviff. Uh, the penetrators. Flagtastic. Uh, penetrators. Flagtastic. Blitz sisters. Banzi Danzik. Danzik. Same. Balls Deep, Idaho, Utapimps. Uh, balls Deep. Balls Deep. Red Dragons, Big Fat Bats. Big Fat Bats. BFB. Born in the 80s, Primetime. <laughs> primetime. <laughs> I like I like both of these team names, uh, but I'll go with Primetime. Studs Are Us, The Root Sacks. Root Sacks. I like the defense Studs. a lot. Studs. Blues, West Island Boys. Web. Web. Stallions, Friends with Danny. Friends with Danny. Friends with Danny. No Regrets, Glory Boys. Regrets. Uh, Glory Boys. We have Coed 2, Easy W, Beer and Brownies. No, this uh, is Division B. Wait, I can't do math. This is Division B. Easy W, Beer and Brownies. Uh, I'll go Beer and Brownies. Beer and Brownies. B Raves, Poseidon's Kiss. Poseidon's Kiss. B Raves. Blessed, Beers and Brownies. Blessed. Uh, blessed. Run It Once, Beer Belly Brigade. Uh, uh, run It Once, sorry. Run It Once. Easy W, Silent Ticklers. 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 And ambush B raves. B raves. Ambush. Sorry, Let's the light it. here is. I know it's fading your way. You can't so see. It. I can't really see. You could just listen. Yeah, I know, but I can see the visual. All right, now we got coed to kiss my end zone. The IG team. Uh, ooh, it's a good game. Kiss my end zone. Kiss my end zone. Plenty of fish. Easy fun. Easy fun. Easy fun. The rookies vultures. Vultures. 
Uh, vultures. Street runners, block party. Block party. Block party. Vultures, beeftons. Vultures. vultures. Fit squad, les marchands de vitesse. Uh, fit squad. Fit squad. And deep balls, fit squad. Fit squad. Deep balls. Coed three, pig six, thunder buddies. Thunder buddies. Pig thunder buddies, thunder buddies. Les crevettes, we love big TDs. Big TDs. Uh, crevette. Kamikaze, one and niners. One and niners. Fast, not furious, three. I mean, Tigres. Tigres. I mean, on this week, though, you can't pick against Fast, not furious, three. Tigres. Fast, not furious, three. We Family. love big TDs, catching W's. Big TDs. Big TDs. Free agents, pig six. Pig six. Pig six. Fast, not furious, three. Thunder buddies. Fast, not furious. Ah, uh, man, I gotta pick them. Fine. Fast not furious because family. Les Strumpf. Drink team. Drink team. Drink team, yeah. Division C. Diamond Bougie. Air Force 1.2. Diamond Bougie. Diamond Bougie. Game changers. Beset de ses putts. Great game, Beset. The infantry. Sharks. Uh, sharks. Corey Wallace game. Revenge game. Yeah. Flag fools. Backyard bullies. Bullies. Uh, bullies. Dirty birds. All Madden. We don't know who's throwing for all Madden. No. So, Dirty Birds. Trap Stars, Hot Sauce Sports. Can't pick it, Hot Sauce Sports by 40. 50, uh, sorry, by 50. Hot Sauce Sports. Primal, Bible Study. Bible Study. Bible Study. Kiss My In-Laws, Repeat Offenders. In-Laws. Ah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Repeat Offenders. Close game, though. That's that's a really good game. The Commission, Mangoose. Commission. Uh, commission. Never Overtime, Game Changers. 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 Les Bleus Branleurs, Junker Dogs. 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 Flight Fools, Green Munches. Munches. Green Munks. Air Force 1.2, Les Bleus Branleurs. AF 1.2. The Commission, Fourth and Schlong. Fourth and Schlong. Schlong. Sharks, Killer Rays. Ooh, fun, but sharks. In the Battle of the Sea, I'm going to go with the Sharks. Mm. And our last division of the night, Division A, Star City Braves. Star, Star City. Um... Sunday morning game too, eh? Ooh, yeah, I, I don't. Man, I don't like Dan in the morning, but I'll go. I'll oh go Star man. City. Can't wait to see him in the morning. He's gonna be so mad that he's playing the morning. And then twelve hours later, Bra- Braves. Braves. Star City, the Jamesons. Uh, it's this is a good game. This is a big one. I'm gonna go uh, Star City. Star City. Can we just go back to how dumb that is? <laughs> they play two games twelve hours apart. Yep. I'm sorry. That's stupid. At two different fields too. Well, it doesn't matter. They yeah, have 12 hours. Yeah, like, they can fly there. Well, what if you wanted to wait at the field for 12 hours? They, hang can, out they, can, the they, they can fly to the States and fly back and get, get through uh, customs. customs twice. They go Toronto True. back as well. Uh, KGP Party Crashers. KGP. KGP. And Bless Up, hashtag NR. Hashtag NR. Bless Up. All right. And that's it, boys. That is it. We are back in full throttle, my friend. Fast and Furious coming out this weekend. A lot of movies coming out in the next few weeks. Yeah, summertime. Uh, yeah, it is. Definitely summertime. Felt like winter today. It did feel like winter today. Magic words, please. Uh, Marcus Smart flops again. Good night, Miami Heat. 66-57, halftime. Arizona's never getting that stadium, are they? <laughs> nope. But let's... Put the place up, yeah we know what we're